that I see walking in these woods. Wife, little red riding hood. Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Listen to me. Little red riding hood. I don't think little big girl should go walking in these spooky old woods alone. Yes, walk and be safe. Well, unfortunately, we're feeling the walk and be safe may be a little different today, folks. And we'll tell you why this afternoon here on episode 198, three episodes away from 200. From Monday, Howard, July the 15th, 2019, I am your host, the Iceman, Jared D. And with me, as always, is the human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. As we say good day to him and to everyone out there here as we are coming up on History Itself two weeks from today, ladies and gentlemen, here at Raw Radio. But today it is episode 198. We're going to get a little extreme as well. As well. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138744-POUND. You can join us this afternoon. We are expecting the King Queen of Madness, Michelle Lindodge, and GTS, Gerard Smith, as well as Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, and of course the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, who will also be joining us as well here, and the rest of the panel here in just a little bit as we'll be on until 5 o'clock this afternoon. As we say today, as always, how are ladies and gentlemen, we say good day to our uh, historian, Mr. Human Suplex Machine himself down there in sunny Front Royal, Virginia, Mr. John Gross. So, John, we say to you, good day, sir. Yes, sir. And indeed, we have a lot, a lot to talk about, so sit back. And I'll be right back. ready to turn up the video, and we're going to talk about it here this afternoon. John's going to be stepping out for just a minute, so we'll talk right now. Mind you, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, here in just a few moments. Of course, a lot going down this weekend. Of course, we will be talking about the AEW, the Fight for the Fallen show. We'll talk about how things were a little extreme last night, however. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk more about that here during the course of the afternoon. Just a second. Hold on. Okay, well, John is back now. Thank you very much, here, John. I'll be back. And as, okay, and as you know, folks, we got some news to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into the news right now, ladies and gentlemen. As we got some news here coming into the, uh, like I said, however, studio here this afternoon. Of course, the first story comes to us, however, from near John's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. In case you did not hear the news, ladies and gentlemen, Pernell Sweet Pete Whitaker, the longtime pound-for-pound king and one of the greatest boxers in history, who was elected to the International Boxing Hall of Fame, however, in 2006, and who won world title power in four, count them, four weight classes, ladies and gentlemen, who was the undisputed lightweight champion, and also won titles at junior welterweight, welterweight and junior middleweight as one of the most dominant forces in boxing for much of the 80s and 90s, however, mind you and who won a gold medal at the 84 Games Tower, was killed tragically last night when he was hit by a car in Virginia Beach, Virginia. He was only 55 years old. 
The Virginia Police Department has said the incident remains an active investigation, but that Whitaker was hit around 10 p.m. last night when he was walking at an intersection and died shortly thereafter due to internal injuries. Our thoughts and prayers are certainly with Cornell's friends and family today, however, and talking about one of the most unique boxers of his time, ladies and gentlemen. This guy went 44-1, however, with 17 KOs, however, and of course, who could get the final two bouts of his career? One, he lost to Felix Trinidad, and then the second, of course, however, was when he lost in the fourth round after suffering a broken clavicle. However, the other loss that many people talk about, of course, was the fight he had in 1997 with Oscar De La Hoya. That being said, of course, again, our thoughts and prayers are with Mr. Whitaker's friends and family tonight, and of course, we definitely want to say a prayer to all of them, however, as they found out about this news late last night slash early this morning. Uh, that being said, of course, we'll get John's thoughts on that here in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen, the British Open. Yes, folks, we head over to the northern half of the Emerald Isle, if you will, and to Port Rush Golf Club, ladies and gentlemen. And many people think that the country hometown boy of Rory McIlroy might be captured the Claret Jug. But some people think it could be George Speak, it could be Dustin Johnson, heck, it could be even Tiger Woods. We don't know what will happen, but it will all start this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, at the World Port Rush Golf Club, ladies and gentlemen, in Northern Ireland, ladies and gentlemen, in Belfast, as for the first time since 1951, ladies and gentlemen, the British Open, however, will head over to the northern half of the Emerald Isle rather than Scotland, England, or Wales, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, we will talk more about that here in just a few moments. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we All right, I'm here. Tonight, however, all right, I was just going to get your thoughts on these two stories I just brought up, John, in a second, but I was going to tell everyone. What's tonight, story? ladies and gentlemen, at 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, we will be having a State of the Union just from our own human suplex machine. He will have a lot to talk about, including the AEW fight for the Fallen show that happened this past weekend, the Extreme Rules show that will happen last night in Philadelphia, which we'll talk about here this afternoon, as well as a preview how, of what SummerSlam may be like, ladies and gentlemen, and also looking back at Monday Night Raw tonight in Long Island. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But, John, we were just talking about the story about Pernell Whitaker. He came on the air, however. Uh, your thoughts about this story involving Pernell Whitaker? Mm. What tragedy. Yes, indeed. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with his friends and family. As I mentioned, of course, we will keep you up to date with that story. Of course, this is a guy who, as I mentioned, Howard, and I'm sure you heard me, Howard, and if you didn't, Howard, had a very unique career. He went 44-1, however. Of course, uh, he, of course, lost to Felix Trinidad in one of his final bouts of his career. He also suffered a clavicle injury when it got broken the fourth round, however, to Carlos Borges, if you will, back in the day. But, of course, one of the most unique fights of his career, however, happened in 1997 with Oscar De La Hoya, the Golden Boy, of course, and in March of 1993 with Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., if you will, that year in, of all places, I believe, either Las Vegas or San Antonio. But, of course, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. And as I said, ladies and gentlemen, John will have a lot to talk about that, I'm sure, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in his Raw recap. He will also be sharing his thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, however, about the last few days as well, however, as what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. John, another story we talked about just moments ago before we get into birthdays and dates with you is, of course, the British Open this weekend. Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy, uh, all the big names are over there. Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson said he lost 15 pounds hard to get prepared for this tournament. Right now, I've got to ask you, come Sunday, who will be holding the Claret Jug at Royal Port Rush to feel this weekend at the British Open? I think it should be a good open. 
It should indeed. Yes, indeed. I am going to go with Dustin Johnson. I think Dustin Johnson is going to surprise some people. I think DJ's got the driving to do it. I think I'm going to pick him to win it. But if there is a sleeper, folks, it could be, like I said, Rory McIlroy. It could be possibly Justin Rose. Heck, it could be even maybe even Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, of course, has been doing pretty well at times this year. But it will be interesting to see what happens, especially considering this is the third and final major of the year. Should I say the final major of the year rather than the third major? This is usually the third major. This is the last major of the year. So, folks, the question is, who will capture the trophy in the Claret Jug before the playoffs start here in a couple weeks? We'll see coming up this weekend at Royal Port Rush Golf Club. But in the meantime, folks, however, we will be talking more about that here in just a little while. Right now, we're going to go to birthdays and dates with the human suplex machine. And when we come back, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about early on AEW fight for the Fallen. Was it a success? Did it live up to the hype? And what about Extreme Rules? Did it get extreme? You bet it did. And how extreme was it? We'll let you know about it here in just a mere few moments. Right now, let's turn it over to the Human Suplex Machine, who has our birthdays and dates right now. Okay. 31 years ago today, WWE Hatred's 100th episode of Superstars of Wrestling from the Lacrosse Center in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yes. Twenty-four years ago today, okay, Japan Wild Pegasus defeated Shinjar Otani in the final match to win the best of the Super Junior Tournament. Yes. Um. Anyone else? Twenty-three years ago today, ECW presented Peak Wave '96. From the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Um, 22 years ago today, WCW presented Bashcat from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yes. And this event is highlighted by Kevin Sullivan's last WCW match on Dennis Rodman's in-ring debut. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was Lex Luger and the Giants defeated Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hogan. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 21 years ago today on Raw's War, Queen and Mankind, the new Age Outlaws, won the WWE Tag Team title. Yes. Okay. 14 years ago today, Muhammad Hassan was told to pull his character from a controversial angle between him and The Undertaker. Yes, and we talked about him last week. He's actually now a junior high principal, believe it or not, if you can believe that or not. Yeah, I heard that. And also on WWE Bite This, Matt Hardy also called in, confronting Amy Dumas during an interview to why she left him for Adam Copeland. Yes. Well, let me ask you this, though. Do you think WWE should bring that type of show back on, possibly, maybe? Because, I mean, you talk about some of the most unique guests, Howard. That was one of the most highest-rated segments in WWE Internet history, if you remember. Do you think they should bring back a show like that, like Fight This again? I think it's too late. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you. Yes. All right, 12 years ago today... Funeral services were held for Nancy and Daniel Benoit in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yes. Very sad. Very sad indeed. 
All right. Um, nine years ago today, an impact taken at Universal Orlando. Dixie Carr and Tommy Dreamer announced that the common pay-per-view would serve as an ECW reunion. Yes. That same day on impact from Universal Orlando, AJ Styles defeated Rob Perry to win the TNA Global Championship. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years ago today on Raw from Atlanta, NXT Women's Champion Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte all made their debut. Yes, and we have heard rumors that Sasha Banks could be showing up either tonight, possibly, or next week in Tampa after a three-month vacation. Charlotte has not been seen on TV for a while due to some things going on, however, but we do know for a fact, however, that we have heard rumblings that Sasha could be returning very soon. Alright, happy 47th birthday to one of the most underrated stars in D-Generation X, X-Pac. Yes. Known as Sean Wallman, who will who we will see next Monday night on Raw. Yes, in Tampa, and our good friend, uh, uh, one of our good friend, one of our former colleagues, yes, in his neck of the woods. Also, uh, do we have any other birthdays on Saturday? Yeah, I do. Happy 52nd birthday to Akira Hakata. Yes. Akudo. Yes. And I think that's that. I do have two more. Happy 46th birthday to Necro Butcher, better known to you all as Dylan Summers. And happy 53rd birthday is Claude Giroux. No, not the Philadelphia Philadelphia Flyers hockey Claude Giroux, the, uh, let's just say, unique uh, wrestler who worked as Tiger Jackson, Macho Midget, Little Hulkster, and Dink the Clown back in the day, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes, before we go to Sunday, we want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up this uh, Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be hitting history in itself, ladies and gentlemen. Number 700 will be on Raw Revolution. Be sure to check that out. John will be off that night unless he stops in for a brief visit, but we're going to have a party like no other. 138055-pound. We'll talk a lot about the recap of a lot of what's going on during the week, however. And this Friday, you can bet, however, we're going to have a big-time celebration with champagne and a lot of good food, however, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, as Revolution hits number 700. That's this Friday. GTS and I will have your news headlines for you, and we will be having a surprise, maybe, with Spoon Lake for the birthdays and dates. We don't know yet, but this Friday, folks, check it out. Also, episode 212 this week will be on Wolfpack Radio, 138521-pound. This Thursday at 9, John will be supplying the birthdays and dates. GTS and I will be supplying the news headlines for you. But Friday night, folks, it will be history in itself this Friday. Don't you dare miss it this Friday at 9 p.m. As this Friday night, it gets Friday Night Live with episode 700, just a few weeks shy of our 200th show, ladies and gentlemen, which will be, as I mentioned at a few moments ago, ladies and gentlemen, will be coming up two weeks from today. All right, 33 years ago today, Harley Race defeated Pedro Morales in the final match to win the King of the Ring tournament. Yes, and before we continue on... Sorry, John. Before we continue on, folks, we want to acknowledge now the uh, Heartbreak Kid has joined us as we say good afternoon to him and as he is now with us here at episode number 198. So we say hello to you, to the Heartbreak Kid. Hello to you, J.D. and John. 
John, please can. And before we continue on, John, we do have one other story to report real quick. According to reports from ESPN, we understand that Philadelphia 76ers superstar Ben Simmons has signed a new contract, ladies and gentlemen. He has signed a, signed a five-year extension with the uh, Philadelphia Sixers. that will pay him $34 million a year for the next five years, so $170 million. So apparently a lot of people are getting a lot of money this summer in the NBA free agent pool, whether it's Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, CP3, or Ben Simmons. It's just been crazy to say the least folks, but that's some of the stories going on and according to reports, Simmons could be signing that contract, Sorry, we understand, in the next couple of days, according to The Athletic and according to ESPN and the Philadelphia Daily News, as we just heard this moments ago. So we will keep an eye on this. <coughs> Sorry about that, John. Uh, we just wanted to break that story into you all. Okay, please continue. Race also defeated George the Animal Steel and Nikolai Volkov. Other participants included Billy Zach Haynes, the Iron Sheik, Don Morocco, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dennis Mivey, the Junkyard Dog, Paul Orndorff, Rudy Diamond, Mike Rotundo, and Mr. X. Yes. 31 years ago today, WWE taped the 100th episode of Wrestling Challenge from the Five Season Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yes. Right. 28 years ago today, WCW presented the Great American Bash from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. I think this was the worst major show of WCW. Yes, this was a week. This was uh, 1991. I do recall this. Yes, this was a very, very choppy show, I remember. I know. But Lex Luger won the WCW World Heavyweight title in a steel cage match. Yes, and the reason why is apparently Ric Flair had left WCW because of issues with management, most notably Jim Hurd, if you remember. And also, Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt defeated Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously in a steel cage match. Yeah, that's right, because Paulie and Missy had not liked each other. I mean, Paulie had that was a lot of fun. What's that? What'd you say? That was What'd in Maryland. That's right, yeah, that was in Baltimore. And, of course, a lot of people talking about how Paul E. Dangerously was not very friendly with a lot of the uh, ladies in WCW, most notably Medusa and Missy Hyatt, if you will, and even JR for a brief time as an announcer who worked with Heyman on most of the shows didn't, couldn't stand uh, Paul E. Dangerously as well for a brief time. I know there's been uh, mixed emotions over the years between Paul E. and good old JR. 25 years ago today, Hulk Hogan goes on trial and yes. testifies against Mr. McMahon. Takes the stand in it. That's right, yes. Okay. Three days later, he would beat Ric Flair in his debut match to capture the WCW world title. Yeah, how weird is that? Yep. 22 years ago today on Raw in his war from San Antonio, Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dude Love defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs to win the vacated WWE Tag Team Championship. Yes. Okay. Um, 21 years ago today, at Raw's War Taping, Devo Brown defeated Triple H to win the WWE European Championship. Yes. 10 years ago today, superstar Billy Graham... Austin Wolf is WWE Hall of Fame ring. Yes. 
six years ago today, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes, our home, our home of uh, good friend Big Diesel Gregory Kramer, who this past week, however, uh, had a chance to uh, meet Little Miss Bliss, if you will, your girl, John, believe it or not, Saturday. I know he did. And we Damn. all talked about that. Amy and Finn now wanted money in the bank match for yes. a future World Heavyweight Championship match. Yes. Um, Randy Orton defeated Sam Punk, Daniel Bryan, Samus Christian, and Rob Van Dam in a money in the bank ladder match for a future WWE title oh, match yay. up to one year. Yes. Three years ago, Today, WWE presented the second round of the Cruiserweight Classic. Yes. And uh, I don't see any birthdays on the cage side seat. I I do actually have a couple. Okay. Happy 32nd birthday to WWE announcer Charlie Caruso. Yep. Happy 48th birthday to Bully Ray of the Dudley Boys. And happy 52nd to the Hall of Famer. Choke on this while you're at it, slap nuts. Double J himself. Ain't I great? Jeff Jarrett turning 52 yesterday. So happy birthday. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) And before we get into uh, Sunday or Monday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to remind you that coming up this uh, tomorrow night, we will have our double stacker lining up for you at 7 p.m. with Outside the Ropes, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. Wrestling Revisited, however, if you will. 139926-pound. Of course, GTS, John, and I will take you into a time and place in our location at 7 p.m. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll talk about AEW Fight for the Fallen, as well as Revolution and Raw, ladies and gentlemen. And we might also have some other surprises talking about, however, ladies and gentlemen, as well as Extreme Rules tomorrow night. 138055-pound. GTS and I, again, will have the news for you, and John will supply the birthdays and dates as well. But before we get to uh, today, John, uh, Fonzie might know this, too, and I'm going to point this out to you, too, John. Tomorrow, believe it or not, is going to be a very historical day in Pittsburgh history. Fonzie, I think you know what it is tomorrow, don't you? I I, I don't know what it is. Tell me. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 49th birthday of Three Rivers Stadium opening in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's right. July 16, 1970. Three weeks after Forbes Field was torn down in in Oakland, over by the University of Pittsburgh in in, in Pittsburgh, three weeks later, Three Rivers Stadium opened to the public in front of 48,000 fans against the Cincinnati Reds. Pied trainers throughout the first pitch. Willie Sargent hit the first upper deck home run. The Pirates did lose that game, unfortunately, 3-2. And speaking of retro, folks, coming up this weekend, folks, the Pirates will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the 1979 We Are Family Disco Dancing Pirates with Dave Parker, John Candelaria, and a host of merry men, however, coming into the park this week. The Pirates hopefully trying to get it together after being swept against the Cubs this week, and this was a tough weekend for the Pirates. They've got to get it together against St. Louis, hopefully. 
But we'll see what happens tonight as they play the Cards before the Phillies and the Cards come in next week. But, yeah, the Pirates did not have a good weekend in Chicago. They took a tough one on the chin on Friday, however, despite the fact that uh, Chris Archer did pitch a pretty good game on Saturday, or Friday afternoon. The bullpen, unfortunately, let up late in the game, however, and as a result, lost a tough one, 4-3. to three. The Pirates got skunked on Saturday pretty bad, 10-4, to four, despite the fact Shirley Marte continues to crush the ball pretty well. And then yesterday, the Pirates were up 3-1 at one point before they started falling apart again, and now entered the night six games out of first place. So now they are really looking up power rather than down. And everyone else. They're five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half, six games. But I'm just saying, they better turn it around yeah. this week, however, in St. Louis. And if they don't, however, before they come up against the Phillies, this season and this chance of making some noise in the Central could be all but over. And we'll talk more about that here later on this afternoon. Now, let's go to Monday with birthdays and dates with John as we will turn it back to him. All right. Um, let's go with this. All right. Uh, 56 years ago today in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Bobo Brazil defeated Johnny Barron to win the WWE United States Heavyweight uh, Championship. Yes. Uh, 52 years ago today in San Francisco, California, Ray Stevens defeated Bruno San Martino via county. Well, let me ask you a question about Ray Stevens. I don't think, however, he's in the Hall of Fame yet, but do you think, however, let me ask you this, John. Do you think that him and, I know Nick Bockwitz was already in as a regular Hall of Famer, but do you think that Ray Stevens should join him as a tag team, considering they were a good team of the AWA back in the 70s and 80s? Do you think they should go in the Hall of Fame? Um, yeah, I think so. I agree, and of course, Ray Stevens was banished at one time by some unique guys, including the fashion plate of wrestling himself, Classy Freddie Blassie. 36 years ago today in St. Louis, Missouri, Rick Flair defeated David Von Erich in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated NWA Missouri Heavyweight Championship. Yes, that was at the old Checker Dome, I believe, in St. Louis, wasn't it? Yes. That's what I thought, yes. St. Louis, Missouri. Yep. The gateway to the West. And of course, we just mentioned the, we just mentioned, of course, St. Louis. Of course, the Cardinals playing the Pirates tonight. Of course, the Pirates uh, falling, as we said, victim to the Cubs yesterday, eight to three, despite leading at one point three to one. However, as they absolutely blew up late in the game, as the Cubs bats came alive. And as we said on Saturday, they beat up us pretty good, ten to four, after opening up a seven to lead on Jordan Lyles and company early in the game Saturday afternoon. Yes, Monty. You know, it was in ten days, right? Yeah. Especially uh, uh, a camp, a training camp. What's that? Football. Yeah, training camp. Football yeah, that's training right. Camp training. In 10 days. Yeah, football training camp starts this next week. We'll talk about that. Yes, we're going to talk about that next week for sure at episode 199. Yes, we'll talk about that a little bit next week on episode 199. Thank you, Fonzie. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, ten, a week and a half from this Wednesday. You're right. And, John, I think your training camp for the Skins begin, I think, either later this week or early next week, however, Monday or Tuesday, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'll I'll check on that. But go on. Please continue. All right. 27 years ago today, Vince McMahon informed the IFB that the WBF was body, was disbanded. Yes. It was a hard and expensive fall for McMahon's first major attempt to expand the WWE empire beyond wrestling. Yes. Um, 24 years ago today, ECW presented 
Heat Wave 95 from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 years ago today on Raw, um, we're going to go back a, a long way from East Rutherford, New Jersey. Eric Bischoff returned to the WWE, well, made his debut as the Raw general manager. And how funny is it 16 years later he's going to be showing up, however, on SmackDown, however, this week? Well, actually, 17 years, it was 17 years ago today. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 17 years later, he's going to be the writing director for SmackDown. Yes, and we can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, before we continue on real quick, we do have an update on Monday Night Raw. We have heard reports and it has now been confirmed that the new Universal Champion and his advocate, the Paulus, yes, folks, we knew it was coming. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman will be at Monday Night Raw tonight in Long Island. We understand according to reports that it has now been confirmed to us. We didn't think it was going to be official, but we can now say it has been confirmed to us that they will be at Raw tonight in Long Island, the home of Nick Foley. Mm-hmm. Bischoff did stick around as general manager, holding it for the next three and a half years until he is... His tenure ended when he's literally thrown out with the garbage on Raw in December of 2005. Yes. To be honest with you, honestly, I think he was one of the greatest Raw general managers ever. I think he had his he had his moments, no doubt. He definitely did. And, of course, we know that this week he'll be starting on SmackDown, believe it or not, however. Mm-hmm. Thirteen years ago today, Brock Lesnar is stripped. The IWGP Heavyweight Championship on a dispute between Lesnar and New Japan Pro Wrestling Management regarding title defense against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes. Thirteen years ago today, WWE presented an almost live Saturday Night Live event from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Twelve years ago today, TNA presented Victory Road from the Impact Zone at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Nine years ago today, Chris Jericho responds on Twitter to speculation that ABC canceled downfall. What's that? I didn't hear you. What did you say again? Chris Jericho responded to Twitter to speculation that ABC canceled downfall. That's right, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, seven years ago today, WWE presented Money in the Bank from U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. That was when Dolph Ziggler and John Cena both won their Money in the Bank contract. That's right, yep. Yep. Six years ago today, actually five years ago today, WWE moved CM Punk's profile on their website from the active roster to the alumni page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years ago today, PW Insider reported that Sean Hernandez was released from TNA. All right, so happy 36th birthday to Keith Slater. Yep. 
Happy 42nd birthday to one of the Miller Lite Catfight girls, to think Tatana Baker. Yep. Anyone know her? She was at WrestleMania. And happy 60th birthday to the governor, Jesse the Body Ventura. How old is he? 68. God bless him. Also, I do have a couple others. Uh, happy I 40- do have some more, too. Oh, never mind. Good, John. Sorry. Happy 77th birthday to Mil Mascara. Yes, Alberto Del Rio's uncle, the man of a thousand masks, yes. Yeah, now go ahead. Also, happy 44th birthday to former WWE Diva Superstar Cherry of Deuce and Domino. And, of course, the man who we will see next week, Tower, is coming to get you. Happy 54th birthday to the Boogeyman. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And speaking of... Alberto Del Rio, guys. I don't know if you heard this, and I heard this yesterday. Oh, that's it from the history and birthday. Thank you very much, John. I will mention this quickly before we get the uh, thing going here. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. However, there has been talk that coming up, Alberto Del Rio is trying his luck in the UFC, believe it. Yes, this is no joke, guys. He's trying his luck against Tito Ortiz, maybe, before the year's out or early next year in the UFC. And I can only imagine how that'll go, because I'll tell you right now, if he thinks he's going to get that UFC ring, however, and compete with the likes of Ortiz and uh, all these other guys like Chuck Liddell, Frank Mir, however, and all these other guys, John Jones, guess what? He's going to be knocked out within maybe 30 seconds, not even maybe 10 seconds. He won't last. I'll tell you that right now. He will not last at all. But we'll see what happens. I just heard this yesterday for the first time, and I'm thinking, this has got to be a joke. This has got to be a prank. Well, unfortunately, according to reports, it looks like it may be no joke and no prank right now, but there has been discussion that right now they are discussing plans about having him show up in UFC and taking on possibly uh, the guy I mentioned, Tito Ortiz, sometime before this year's out or early next year. But we will definitely be keeping an eye on this story. So uh, definitely be watching, guys. Thank you very much, Sean. Let's give you the number again, one 562 Call This is episode 198 for, of course, Monday, July 15th, of course, 2019, the Human Suplex Machine and the Heartbreak Kid, as well as yours truly, the Iceman here. We are going to be expecting some more people here this afternoon, including the King, Queen of Madness, as well as Mr. WCW, Ted Hinshaw, as well. Of course, we will have a lot to talk about here. Right now, we're going to discuss it here and now, guys. We're going to start off, of course, with AEW's fight for the fall. It happened this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, at the Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Howard. And let's just say it was a very interesting show, ladies and gentlemen, Howard. Even though, how some people said at the end of the night, it was a long show, it still came out to be a decent show. And we're going to break down the matches individually for you and give you our ratings, Howard, on uh, the entire show afterwards. But we're going to break down the matches individually. And then we're going to take you a little extreme, ladies and gentlemen, in Philadelphia. And we'll tell you, last night extreme got a little interesting in Philadelphia. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let us tell you right now what happened last night. But before we do, folks, we can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, we have four matches signed for the all-out show that will be coming up at the end of August. It will be held at the Sears Center Arena in Chicago. And here are the matches that you will see later on that show. For the AEW World Title, it will be Adam Hangman Page taking on Lionheart Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega and his E-Trigger will be taking on Sean Moxley, a.k.a. Dean uh, Ambrose, if you will. A tag team match, of course, ladies and gentlemen, involving the best friend Chuck Taylor and Trent Burrell will take on the Dark Order. 
of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. This, of course, is a tag team match. The winners received a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. And, folks, just announced today, folks, this one's going to be a good one. A ladder match involving the Lucha Brothers. Yes, folks, the Lucha, Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Uh, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Fenex. F-E-N-I-X. Take on the Young Bucks of the Jacksons, Matt and Nick. If you so, folks, already four matches have been signed for that show in Chicago. But in the meantime, let's take a look now and tell you what happened in AEW's Fight for the Fall and that happened on Saturday night. And, of course, the show started off, of course, with, uh, let's just say, two pre-show matches. However, and here's what happened on the pre-show. The first match of the night, Sonny Kiss, of course, taking on Peter Avalon with his librarian girlfriend, if you want to call her that. Blue Pants herself, Lavia Bates. As a result, the librarians got shut out again, however. And as a result, Sonny Kiss picked up the win here in less than five minutes and change. John, your thoughts about the opening matchup involving Sonny and Avalon? This match was an okay battle. Yes, I would agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. Fonzie, your thoughts about the opening match of AEW's Fight for the Fallen? I didn't watch it, J.D. Yeah, but you can share your thoughts about the match if you want to. That's okay. Uh, um, I'm going to agree with John. All right, thank you very much. Up next, of course, yeah. another good pre-show match, however, ladies and gentlemen. Bia Priestley and Shogu Nakajima, ladies and gentlemen, taking on the little Chinese girl herself, ladies and gentlemen, Oriho, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Adam Cole's girlfriend, if you will, Dr. Britt Baker, DMT, or DDS, whatever you want to call her. She apparently suffered a severe concussion because of this, we understand, and could be out of action for a while. But, John, this is one of the few matches going in, however, that uh, definitely did not disappoint in anyone's eyes. Your thoughts about this one? I thought the match was okay. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you again. No question about it. Thank you very much. Fonzie, your thoughts about the tag team matchup involving Priestley Nakajima against Baker and Riho? What would you say about it? I thought it wasn't too bad, John. I both said it wasn't a bad match. I was a little surprised that Baker and them did not pick up the win, but they put up a good fight, though, nevertheless. Uh, I'm going to agree with both of you guys, then. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Up next, of course, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears, better known to you all as Ty Dillon. Took on Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela in a six-person tag. John, your thoughts about this one? Yeah, I had this take. I knew Sean Spears' team was going to come away with the win. Yeah, I, I thought Joey Janelle and them would pull off the upset. I really did, however, especially after what Janelle had done a few weeks before at the Fighter Fest with Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley. Uh, I thought this match wasn't too bad, considering they went 13 near 13 and a quarter, just shy of 13 and a half, almost 14 minutes long. I would agree there. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about the six-person tag here? That's MJF, Sammy Guevara, and the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, if you will, however. Soon to be Mr. Payne Royce, if you will, picking up a win over Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. I'm going to agree with John. All right. Thank you very much. Up next was a very interesting match here. And, John, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this one. Brandy Rhodes. Yes, folks, the wife of Cody Rhodes, if you will. Brandy Rhodes with her new friend, Awesome Kong, took on Allie, if you will. As a result, however, Brandy picked up the win here in 11 minutes. Your thoughts about this one? Hey, Johnny. Yeah, it was an okay battle when uh, when Austin Kong came out and helped out. Yes. 
And there's already been discussion that this, this could turn into a tag team match down the road. How Brandy and Awesome Kong versus Allie and Aja Kong, if you will. We'll see what happens there. Fonzie, your thoughts about Brandy picking up the win over Allie here, however, with Awesome Kong, however, in her corner. Who won this match? Brandy Rhodes did in 11 minutes. Uh, Dust, what is it, Cody Rhodes' wife or Dusty Rhodes' yes. wife? Dusty's, uh, Dustin's uh, sister-in-law, Cody's wife. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, I got to say <laughs> congratulations to the Cody Rhodes family. <laughs> yes, they had a busy night indeed. However, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Even though they came up short, however, they fought a hell of a match however, against the Young Bucks in the main event, however. That went 32 minutes long, however. John, this one, to me, was really a show-stealing match. Your thoughts about this incredible four-way with the Young Bucks and the Brotherhood? You couldn't have asked for a better match in AEW. I thought this match, I called that the match of the night, and boy, did I, was I right. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I've heard uh, not just from you, but Danny, our good friend, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park, told me it was pretty good. I've heard from other people say it was a good match. Uh, Fonzie, uh, you talked about the road tower uh, coming through and almost coming through in a big way. Unfortunately, the Brotherhood did not come through, however, but they fought a hell of a match against the Young Bucks. And as John said, this was the match of the night. Your thoughts about this one as the Young Bucks pull out the win? I'm going to agree with JD, uh, John. Indeed, indeed. Thank you very much. Up next was another good match, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny Omega and the V Trigger, if you will, taking on SEMA. As a result, Kenny Omega picks up the win here. John, your thoughts about Kenny Omega and SEMA? Huh. Well, I got a few words for John Moxley. Ken, John Moxley, you better watch out. Yes, I would have to, yes. Oh, I would have to agree. I would definitely have to agree. I mean, there's been a lot of talk already that that match at the all-in uh, show coming up in Chicago could be one hell of a fight, and I agree. It is going to be one brutal, brutal brawl, to say the least, with uh, Omega and Moxley. You can bet how are coming up down the road, however, at all-in in Chicago. Believe me, an entertaining match. It's going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. Very good points indeed there, John. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about the Omega SEMA match with Omega picking up the win? Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with John and All you right. at the day. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Now we're going down to the final matches here, guys. We'll start off, of course, with this one. Adam Hangman Page defeating Kip Sabin, and Page right now knows that Chris Jericho is right in his back. Back rearview mirror. Let's just say, no pun intended. Uh, John, oh, I would say Hangman Page right wow. now is looking pretty good going into the All In show, and Jericho better be very careful here. Side town. Oh yeah, yeah. Very good point indeed. Very good point indeed. But uh, good. But uh, I think Jericho. I'm my early predictions went all out Jericho. <sighs> interesting, interesting. Well, we'll see about that. We'll talk more about that here in the next few weeks and give you our early thoughts about that. Thank you very much indeed, uh, uh, John. Fonzie, your thoughts about Hangman Page Tower hanging up Kip Sabenhauer in what was a pretty good match. Your thoughts about this one? I'm going to agree with John. All right. 
Thank you very much, Fonte. Up next is our final two matches of the show. We'll start off with the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Fenix, F-E-N-I-X, taking on SoCal Uncensored. This was surprising, as this only went 15 minutes in change. Christopher Daniels did not uh, suit up for this uh, particular match, but he was in the corner of his two good friends, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, John, your thoughts about the Lucha Brothers bringing, up an, bringing home a win here and to pull off the upset against SoCal Uncensored? Yeah, that was an awesome tag team match. Yes, I would definitely agree with you there. No Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. That was a sneeze waiting to happen. Uh, Fawn, your thoughts about the Lucha Brothers? A monster sneeze, I mean. Monster sneeze, indeed, yes. John, your thoughts about the indeed, yes. Fawn, your thoughts about the Lucha Brothers defeating SoCal Uncensored? Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Yes, indeed, Lucha. Yes, the Lucha Bros definitely brought home the win, no question about it. And finally, guys, however, the Dark Order... What the heck is that noise? Okay. That's mine. I'm sorry. That's okay. me. The, oh, no problem. The Dark Order up next, of course, Evil... Ono oh, and Stu Grayson defeated Angelico and Jack Evans, and a boy and his dinosaur. Yes, that's the name of the team. A boy and his dinosaur. Jungle Boy, of course, we know is Luke Perry's son, of course, a very unique wrestler. And Luchasaurus, ladies and gentlemen, however, with Marco Stunt in the corner. This was a three-way tag team match, of course, to advance to All Out for an opportunity in the first round buying the AEW World Tag Team title. The Dark Order well made things a little dark, however, and restored order in their way, however. John, your thoughts about this uh, tag team event here? Yeah, this match I would say pass. Yes, I would definitely agree with you there. And before we get your final thoughts here, what would you rate this show on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm going to give this a 7, almost an 8. Uh, I'm going to go 8 as well. Okay, thank you very much. Fonzie, your final thoughts about this encounter, how what happened, how are at uh, the Fighter Fest show, and uh, your rating on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm going to agree with John, and I'm going to agree with both of you. Eight out of ten. Uh, eight out of ten as well. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Those are our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, about AEW, ladies and gentlemen, of course, of what went down at uh, Fight for the Fallen. But, folks, we're not done yet. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not even close to being done. Next, we're going to go to Philadelphia, folks, the home of Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. Hey, gr- congratulations, J.D. You tied, you tied with eight points. Well, we'll talk I'm, about that I'm here. This second, year. I'm second with seven points. <laughs> yes, well, well, we'll talk about that here this afternoon, as Mr. WCW will let us know about that. I did hear something about that uh, earlier today, though. I'm not sure if we can confirm that yet or not, but we will definitely let you know. Thank you very much. No, it's because we'll I no, because I got the I got uh, Ann text me last night and said what belt you wanted. Oh, okay. Well, said, well, we'll talk. Yeah, well, we'll talk about. Like, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. Thank you very much, Alfonso. Yes, indeed. The, uh, we had. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that, and also what new belts that Fonzie, myself, and John had, as well as the rest of the panel, are here during our prediction crazy weekend, ladies and gentlemen, that went down, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night as well as last night in Philadelphia. But in the meantime, folks, let's talk now about what happened, ladies and gentlemen, on. Extreme Rules, and here we go. Is This is what went down. Our first match of the night, of course, was a pre-show match. Now, these two matches were... Uh, one of these two matches, of course, was added at the last minute going into last night. Originally, there were supposed to be ten matches, but in the end, it turned out to be... 
13 matches, ladies and gentlemen. And why 13? Well, we'll tell you about it here right now. The first match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was for the IC title, the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura, taking on the former IC champion, the Demon Slayer King, if you will, Finn Balor. As a result, Finn Balor, of course, loses his IC title. Shinsuke captures the IC title. However, if you ask me once again, John, your thoughts about Nakamura pulling off the win here? I will say congrats to Nakamura on winning. I will, too, even though Finn Balor has not done much with that IC title. I would agree with you there. Thank you very much there indeed there, John. Fonzie, your thoughts about this one? I lost this match. I picked, I picked uh, the demon. Yes. I guess he was not the demon last night, then. <laughs> nope, he, he That's was why not. I lost. <laughs> yep, and there's already been talking... Yep, and there's already been talk that he might be doing the Demon gimmick again, this time against Nakamura in a rematch maybe in less than four weeks in Toronto. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we did hear another story over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We heard that Jeff Hardy was arrested, apparently, for public intoxication in Myrtle Beach late Friday night, early Saturday morning. John, your thoughts about this story involving Jeff Hardy? Oh, no comment, but I saw the pit. And I would say the same thing as well. And Fonty, your thoughts about Jeff Hardy getting busted yet again? It's a shame. Yes. Yes, it is. I agree. I agree. All right. Up next, of course, was another unique match, ladies and gentlemen. However, that was very interesting. However, it was for the Cruiserweight title, if you will. Drew Pepperjack Gulak, ladies and gentlemen, defending his title against Tony Abs, a.k.a. Tony Nese. Drew Gulak coming off a big match, however, at the Evolve show the night before. He ends up picking up the win against Don't. Tony Nese. Uh, John, your thoughts about this one? Uh, I didn't know that Drew Gulak was a part of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I didn't either. I was surprised at that as well. I didn't know he was from Philadelphia as well. Yes, indeed. And he pulled off a surprise here, however, by uh, wrestling in his hometown. Uh, so, uh, overall, your thoughts about this one. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a good match. I would agree. Thank you very much, Sir John. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about this one involving Gulak and Nice? Jeez, JD. I start at 0 and 2. Yes, but uh, things will get interesting before the night was over, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you more about that here in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, of course, was the no holds barred match, which really surprised everyone starting out of the gate. Shane O'Mac, Drew McIntyre, Dead Man and Roman Reigns, Taker and Roman winning, and I have got to say to Fonzie three simple words. I told you so. I told you so. And, folks, we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. But, uh, John, your thoughts about this no-holds-barred tag match that saw Taker and uh, Roman pull off the win against Shane O'Mac and uh, Drew? <laughs> well, the sign interference from Alliance, guess what? Yes. Who was not the best in the world last night? Who Very was the point. real best in the world yeah, the, yes, John, the stop it, John. Yes, and I've got to say the same thing there, uh, too. Uh, I hate to say it's Fonzie as well. Yes, Fonzie, J.D. and John shot it. <laughs> I know you, you're you not real happy about this, though, uh, Fonzie. But you've got no, I knew, it was, I knew something was going to happen with this match, but 
Um, congratulations to The Undertaker and Roman. I should have picked The Dead Man yep. and uh, The Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the... And they, they protected their yard. Yeah, but they might get a rematch in SummerSlam. It's possible. Or, it's a, Survivor, possible. or a Survivor Series. Yeah, we'll see. Match we'll see. or something. Well, here's a match that I was right on this, guys. How you guys got to admit, I was right on this one. You guys were kind of wrong on this one. The good, the uh, the, the top guys, the tough guys, if you will, Shane McMahon's uh, little uh, assistant bodyguards, if you will, of Dash and Dawson, however, with a shatter machine, shattered the Usos' chances of getting back the gold, however. Uh, John, your thoughts about the Revival beating the Usos? Yeah, this was an alright tag team match. Although the rivalry's been boring, but yeah, but overall agree. this match is good. I would agree, and of course he gave that one over four in this match. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yep. Fonty started out pretty bad here, folks, losing the first four, but things would change before the night was over, folks. We'll tell you why here. But uh, yes, uh, as a result, however, the revival picked up the win here. Of course, they gave the Undertaker match in case you're wondering, folks, anywhere between 15 to 17 minutes even, and the revival match was anywhere between 10 to 12, near 12 and a quarter, just shy of 12 and a half minutes, if you ask me. As they gave it 12 minutes and 35 seconds, so again, it was just about 12 and a quarter, oh, just shy of 12 and a half, almost 13 minutes long. Fonzie, uh, your thoughts about the revival and the Usos? I guess you already your thoughts about that. Uh, I already that. told you that I was okay. over four. Hey, okay, up I next, of course. Of basement. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then things started creeping up, if you will. Let's just say the first one, of course, however, was Alfred Black. Yes, folks, the Dutch destroyer himself taking on yeah, but, the human Swiss JD, cyborg. JD, I don't uh, think Swiss this one. match was. It was on there. Yeah, I know that, but they said um, it is said uh, Ultra Black versus Cesaro. They yep. and then they graded it to A or B, but they didn't tell who won. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Say, well, yeah, I the, yeah, CBS Sports. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. You're right. We'll talk about who won. Right yeah, now. it was it was Alistair Black winning in ten minutes. Howard, the Dutch destroyer coming through. With nah, the I lost again. I'm over for five. I picked Cesaro. Yes, so Fonty went with Swiss. Yeah, Fonty went with Cesaro in this one. I went with Alistair Black. Uh, so Fonty, you already shared your thoughts about this, so I don't think I have to ask you again what you thought of this match, correct? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> unless, unless you uh, want to say something else about this match, or maybe the uh, revival. I, I didn't. I didn't hear it because on the CBS, like you just said. It is said it graded an A or B, and it's an A who, yeah. who, who won. That's the thing. Yeah. They said Ultra Black did a low blow or something, a blow up or something. I have no I don't, idea. I don't, think, it was, I don't think it was a low I don't think it was a low blow that I don't know, because I don't know. That's the thing. That they, the well, what happened was, was Cesaro, what happened was, what happened was, Cesaro went for the neutralizer, the Gotch neutralizer. Black changed it in mid-move and then went with the Black Mass finisher. That's what he did. Uh, okay, okay. That's what okay. happened. That's okay. what happened. That's what happened. It wasn't okay. a low blow. So Jeez, there you go. I know. I uh, started out over five. Holy heck. 
Yeah, you were in a you were in a big time. You were really you were I mean, you were really having a tough start. You had a real tough start out of the gate last. Yeah, time. I mean, you really were. I mean, I thought I, like after two or three, um, like the first couple matches, how you would start to pick up during the main show. But when I started seeing you go, like you said, 0 for four, 0 for five early, I was really like scratching my head, like right. what the heck is going on here? I mean, this isn't. You're right. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, John, yep. your thoughts about this matchup involving Alistair Black and Cesaro? Yeah, this match was good. I like this match. Yes, I would agree. And do you think now it's time to give Alistair Black a little bit of a push here? Because I think it's a small pass over to I really do. Yeah. I would agree. I would definitely agree. I mean, this is a guy who wasn't called the Dutch Destroyer for nothing, folks. And this guy was known as the Dutch Destroyer in NXT. And right so. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, was another interesting match, ladies and gentlemen. It was one that Sean was not too happy about. Bailey, yes, folks, the huggable, lovable Bailey, if you will, defeated Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Sean, uh, Nikki and Alexa, well, they didn't, let's just say, get what was supposed to be handed to them, and that is the women's title. Bailey ends up winning. This is when things start to change a little bit for Fonzie somewhat, however, if you will, however. No! J.D., I picked Nikki Cross. Oh, you I did? I picked okay. Nikki Cross, yeah! Oh, that's right, okay, yeah, okay. I, I so Nikki Cross. Now we're, over, now we're at 0 for 6, folks. We keep on... Okay, Jesus but, Christ. <laughs> but, like I, but like I said, we're at 6 now. John, uh, your thoughts about this matchup, however? Um, yeah, it was an okay match. I would agree. I would definitely agree. And, of course, they gave this 8 to 10, near 10 and a quarter minutes. Thank you very much there, uh, John. Fonzie, your thoughts about this one? Like you said, you had Nikki Crosspower, and I was going to take her too, however. But with being with her with ba- Alexa, you know I didn't take her. Bailey out of the goodness of my heart, Howard, and just put MLD on it, Howard, seeing that she needed a hug, Howard, yeah. afterward, Howard. But uh, your thoughts about <laughs> this matchup, however, involving Bailey defeating Nikki and Alexa? Uh, when I saw that, that Nikki Cross lost to Bailey, yes. I was like, I should have picked a huggable Bailey. But I yep. thought Nikki Cross was going to screw her friend. That's why I picked Nikki. That's why I picked Nikki. And, but I guess it backfired on me. Shit, so. Yeah. Well let, me ask you, well, let me ask you this question. I'll ask John this question with one word answer. Do we see Bailey taking on Nikki tonight, John? Yeah, I think we do. Fonzie, what about you? Well, Nikki, what, uh... Bailey's on SmackDown, or is she on Raw? She's on SmackDown, but with the wild card rule, does she uh, show up on Raw tonight to take on Nikki? Hey, but Nikki's on SmackDown, is she, Nikki? No, Nikki's on Raw. Bailey's on Raw. Bailey's on SmackDown, okay, Nikki's you, on Raw. But, but, okay, so but, but, do, you, you but might, do you think Bailey... Yeah, you might, you might see it tonight, yeah. or, or uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, possible. A good point indeed. All right, up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, was another interesting match. The New Day. Yes, folks, the New Day are your now six-time champions as they defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Otis and Tucker. Hey! Hey! Fonzie finally broke through the win column on this one. So there you go. Finally, after several So, uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about the New Day winning? 
I said I, I said it. I was like, the New Day will be your six-time world heavyweight champion. They were indeed. No question about it. No question about it. Thank you very much, Fonte. Uh, John, your thoughts about the New Day picking up the win against Daniel Bryan and Rowan in Heavy Machinery? Well, things have gotten better for SmackDown Live Kingdom. The New Day has all the gold. Yes, they do. Yes, they do indeed. No question. Yeah. Speaking of gold, Howard, what about... And you know one, what? Yes. I have to say this triple threat match, the yes. best match by far, best match of the night. I would agree. It was one of the uh, best matches of the evening. It wasn't quite the best, but it was up there. It was one of the top ones of the evening, no question about it. This one, I think, was very interesting. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Braun went in the Oh, yeah. John, I know you have a lot to say about this one. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I will say, I thought this match was going to be a quickie, quick, like, five, seven minutes, but they, <laughs> but they just, you know... They held it off. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yes, they gave they're off. Yes, they did. And I let you know the times of the matches again. The revival, of course, we were. And that's why you. And that's why they call it extreme rules. Yes, indeed. Very good point, John. Very good point, indeed. Of course, here's some of the match times in case you're curious. Again, the revival went in their match in 10 to 12 minutes, 12 and a quarter. Yeah, 12 and a quarter, just shy of 12 and a half minutes, almost 13 minutes long. Alistair Black and Cesaro going about 8 to 10 minutes long. Bailey and Nikki Cross going 8 to 10, near 10 and a quarter, just about 10 and a quarter, just shy of 10 and a half minutes long, almost 11 minutes. Braun and Lashley, 15 to 17, near 15 and a quarter minutes long, if you will. New Day match going 12 to 14 minutes long there. So that's where we're at at the moment. Alfonsi, uh, your thoughts about Braun and Bobby Lashley? You get these hands, you get these hands, and I won the second match. Yes, Bobby made it two in a row, however, and he uh, picked up another one here. I, I took Bobby because I thought Bobby was going to beat him. I mean, we all heard going into the match that Bobby... Yeah, knew, I know, I know. We knew that Braun had been hurt with a, with a very sore... Yeah, but we didn't know how Braun was 100% 50. He didn't know. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I was going to say, we didn't know about his yeah. condition going in. There was a lot of people talking about his status going into the show, number one. Number two, like you just said, considering he had a very injured spleen, however, and some other bruises, however, after what had happened, he was showing doubt. Not many people were sure if he was going to be in nearly 100% going that, into this that's match. That's the worst injury, J.D. Oh, I know. It, it hurts. I've, I've, I've had something no. like that before. Splash it's not fun. Spleen. You yeah. could die from it. Bleeding. Oh, I know. I know. I've had something similar to that before. You're right. I it's did, too. Fun. I did, too. I almost died at the age of 14. I spun yeah. my spleen. It's 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 not fun. With my bike Ooh. Bike. Yeah, that yeah. that that's, 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 that's gonna hurt. I yeah. thought okay, I didn't know until I went to my grandparents' house and I fainted twice. Yeah. If I would have waited a whole hour another hour I would have been dead. Wow. I could have slipped that yeah. That's crazy. Luckily I went well, to the children's yeah. hospital to find out that Yes. Yeah. It is something, uh, but it is, it is not fun. Football. It's definitely not I fun, like you said. I JD. The doctor yeah. said if you get hit on the left side, 
You're done. You'll be, yeah. be dead on the Oh, field. I've, 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 I've heard it. I've, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard reports. It's not fun. It's definitely not worth it. No question about it. No. Thank you very much. It, 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 it don't hurt. It's bleeding inside. You pee yeah. Of course, our Oh, yeah. I would have surgery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Very, it's definitely yeah. not fun. It's definitely not nope. fun. Up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, uh, like I said, uh, I believe we got your answer to this one too, John, about Braun and Bobby. So we don't have to ask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up next was up next was one that I did get right, guys. AJ Styles and his good brothers, Gallows and Anderson, defeating Ricochet, however, for the U.S. title. John, your thoughts about AJ and Ricochet? I thought Ricochet was going to hold his own, but. But never bet against the phenomenal one. No, you don't. That's exactly right. But I will say this. You are right, though, Howard. It was a good match. If Gallows and Anderson had not interfered, Howard, I think it would have been a different story altogether. But unfortunately, they stuck their nose where it didn't belong, Howard. But go figure. There you go, Howard. That's what I thought of it. Fonzie, your thoughts about AJ beating Ricochet thanks to his good brothers of Gallows and Anderson who just signed a new 5 I told you. I told you, the phenomenal one, yep. AJ Styles, baby. I won yep. three in a row, baby. Yep, Fonzie was, yes, was still creeping up. Yes, Fonzie was still still moving up. The, was slowly moving up the board here, folks, after struggling early and often. This is, and like I said, he had three in a row. Could he keep his luck going here? We'll let you know about it here in a minute, however. But, folks, this is when things got interesting, let's just say. Up next, of course, was the uh, snack break and very short match of the evening. Kevin Owens taking on Mr. Ziggle, Dolph Ziggler. 15 seconds this went, John, and KO had a lot to say before. Before and afterwards, your thoughts about KO defeating the show off here and shutting down the show for all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he, uh, he wanted to go back to what he he said on SmackDown, and it's true. Yes. yes, oh yes, he definitely had a lot to say last week. How on SmackDown? No question about it. You definitely want to check that out, folks, on what he said. If you get a chance, it was definitely worth uh, talking about, if you will. Monty, your thoughts about KO beating Dolph Ziggler here in short order in 15 seconds? It should have been me. It should have been me. No, Ziggler. It should have been KO, baby. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Four in a row, baby. Four. Yep. Uh, yep. He keeps moving up the board, folks. He keeps moving up the board, folks. Then, folks, however, was another match that got interesting. Of course, this only went less than 10 minutes long, however, almost 10 minutes long. Kofi Kingston taking on the Samoan submission machine. The New Day holding all the gold by the end of the night. Fonzie, I'll switch to you this time. Kofi is still your champion. Your thoughts about Kofi defeating Samoa Joe? <laughs> yeah. It's Kobe. 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 Yes. Kobe. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And there has been. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, and of course, then, folks. However, of course, a lot of people still talking about Kofi holding on to that title a little longer. The question is, will he hold that title going into SummerSlam? And who will be the next one to challenge him for that title? We've already heard a lot of people talk about this. But we might find out tonight. We might find out tomorrow night. But, folks, we know that in less than four weeks. We will get the answer in Toronto, if you will. Uh, John, your thoughts about Kofi defeating Samoa Joe? Yeah, it was okay. It was, yes. it was just okay. 
Yes, I would agree indeed. Then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the uh, winner-take-all match, ladies and gentlemen. And this is where things got very, very, very interesting, if you will. We saw what happened in what was a very interesting match, if you will, Howard, involving the man and Seth Rollins taking on Corbin and Lacey. However, what happened next was even more interesting. We saw Baron Corbin lay out Becky Lynch, Howard, which was not cool in my eyes, totally not cool, and Seth absolutely going ballistic here, taking out Baron Corbin, and Lacey running for her life, if you will. John, your thoughts about this? Well, I knew we were going to see a man, a man, a man go after a woman, and how long has it been since we've seen that in WWE? How long has it been? It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a good one. Yeah. It's been a good while, yeah. I know that. It's been a good but, while. But, you know, I'm not talking to you. you. <laughs> uh, but uh, Corbin and Lacey, I thought, I thought this match was going to be easy, an easy peasy. But yep. I, will have, I will have to give the devil a tip. Corbin and yep. Lacey were close, but no cigar. Agreed. Very good point. Very good point. And before we get your final thoughts on this show, folks, however, we want to tell you that Paul Heyman had something to say prior to this, a few segments before that, about his client being in Philadelphia and looking to crack something. Well, he cracked something, all right, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment, however, and get our final ratings in, however. Fonzie, let's go to you for the final thoughts of Extreme Rules before we talk about the big thing. Well, no, no, what's the you said it was 13, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll talk about, we're 12, but we're going to talk about the 13th one here in a minute. And I just talked, I just mentioned the thing what we're going to talk about here in a second. But let's talk about your thoughts about this one here. Well, when I got the update from Anne, she told me that Seth Rollins, that, uh, no, actually, she texted me, she's like, Brock Lesnar won the title. I was like, yeah. what? I was like, who won before Brock Lesnar? She's like, it was Seth Rollins won after when Brock Lesnar yeah, got the title. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And that's what uh, we're going to talk about, but, but uh, your thoughts about Rollins yeah. and Lynch are... Go ahead, and you just talk about Lesnar. Um, you just mentioned Lesnar too, and I'll mention it's John here as well. But go ahead. I won six in a row, JD. Yes. <laughs> and of course, folks, like like Fonzie said, folks, however, before we get uh, final thoughts on the last match, let's get everyone's rating on the show. I gave this a seven out of ten, John. What did you give it? Seven out of ten. Fonzie, what about you? Well, if I if I see it and. Like, what, what, John, what John gave us? John, John and I each gave, John, John and I each gave it a seven. A seven? I'm going to agree with you guys then. Okay. Well, as Fonzie said, folks, Howard, there was one last surprise that came out, and let's just say it was well to be expected, if you will. Yes, folks, we have once again a new, if you want to call it that, a new Universal Champion, if you will. And after what happened last night, I know Mr. WCW, myself, and the rest of the panel are not very happy about this. John is irate about this. I am absolutely 
Donkey onwards. Swansea, I'm sure, is a little surprised, maybe, somewhat. But, folks, yes, folks, the Beast Incarnate, yes, folks, Mr. Beast in the Bank is now Mr. Universal Champion once again. Brock Lesnar cashed in his Money Bank contract last night, ladies and gentlemen, and believe it or not, he left Philadelphia putting a bigger crack into the WWE title scene, if you will, and going into tonight's Raw and heading into SummerSlam in four weeks, ladies and gentlemen, he is once again on top of the mound, knocking Seth Rollins, the architect, off his platform, if you will. John, I know you're going to absolutely be livid when you talk about this tonight on your uh, podcast, but overall, you had a lot to say to me offline last night as well when we talked about this after the show. Your thoughts about this? I will, I will say disgusting, and I knew it was going to happen somewhere down the line. But did we need to see it now, of all places, at Extreme Rules in Philadelphia? Did we need to see no. it there? I would agree. I would definitely agree. Fonzie, your thoughts about this overall? Well, I was shocked when I heard about it. Yes, but, um, Hopefully, Seth Rollins will get a rematch. Yes. Or have like um, a championship, uh, no, a tournament yep. some way. I have no idea. But you know what? Seth Rollins deserve a rematch. Yes, a oh, rematch. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, well, let me, ask, let, me ask you this, let me just ask you this question, and I'll ask the question too. And we talked about this moments ago. If mm-hmm. Seth does not get his rematch, okay, I'm just saying now, yeah. If Seth does not get a rematch, however, in Toronto, and there's no way, however, he gets back the title, but if he does get a rematch and he doesn't get a chance to hold that title again, if you're Seth Rollins, let me ask you this one-word answer, yes or no, do you see Seth Rollins walking out of WWE altogether because of the whole Brock Lesnar situation? John? Uh, yeah. You think he will? Mm-hmm. I agree. I would have to agree. I kind of hate to say it, but I would agree also. Uh, Fonz, what about you? Even though, however, we know what's going on, however, it's interesting, however, uh, right now, what do you think about this whole ordeal? No, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He's going to ask for the rematch of Brock Lesnar because... He didn't really lose this match. Yes. Because that would have happened with, you know, with, uh, what's his face? Barry Corbin. Yeah. Hit him before, before Brock Lesnar came out and, you know, you know challenge. You know, yeah. Cash in his briefcase. But I'm so, saying, but I'm, but I'm saying this. So, do you think, however, if he leaves, however, do you think, how, I mean, I'm saying this though, if he does not win the title again, if he does not win the title, and get, and he doesn't get his rematch, do you think he walks out of WWE? Yeah or no depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good point. If Very he point. does, if he does leave, then yeah. you know what? He might as well just. You might as well just give up at WWE once and for all because yeah. your, yep. your best guy just left 
and yep. nobody else is going to come and see uh, if this still, you know, still around. Nobody's going to go like you see, like you said, you know, so, not even sell out the uh, the pay per views Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you yep. lose this guy, you yep. might as well just you know cash it in and just pull out the plug because yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but oh, I yeah. don't know. Well, Which, like I, well, like I said, we're, we're, like I said, we're, we're going to be watching this, guys. I mean, like I said, we have not heard any matches as of yet has been announced for tonight, ladies mm. and gentlemen. No Please shit. Don't. It's a every it's every month, like, every week, like that. We don't hear. Yeah. Yeah, who's who's wrestling what? Yeah, exactly. We, we, exactly. Yeah. Who's on the card? <laughs> oh, apparently. Also, apparently, guys, I've heard reports now saying I don't know if you heard this or not. Apparently, however, mind you, however, apparently, people are saying Renee Young kind of uh, cursed out a word last night on television. They said during the Roman <laughs> Kingdom versus Shane and Drew match, like, like like Corey Graves didn't swear that when uh, yeah two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah. Now let me let me let me play this let me let me play this out by for you. Young said, however, that Shane was rocked and not effed. Let's just say. Let me play the sound by for you. Let me get your opinion on this, guys. After I play, this is the sound by you said on the show last night. <laughs> Did you huh. hear that, though? Now, <laughs> yeah. Think, okay, let me ask you that question now, Fonzie. John, I think you may have heard it, too. Did Renee say that deliberately, or do you think she didn't say it deliberately? I don't think she meant anything by it. I don't think she said anything wrong. No, I don't think so. John, what about you? What's your take? Uh, well, excuse me. John? John. Yep, I heard her say it. Do you think she, do you, like, let me, well, let me ask you this. Do you think she didn't, like I said, do you think she meant something by it, or do you think she didn't mean anything by it? I don't think she meant anything by it. I would agree. I would agree. Now, believe it or not, folks, however, this, uh, like I said, how, uh, see, like I said, I don't think she meant anything by it either, but folks, we are going to be watching this very, very carefully, folks, and we will let you know how or what happens, but again, as Fonzie said, folks, usually we, we don't know, we, we know what, what's going on as far as Raw goes. Of course, next week, folks, as we said for episode 199, of course, it is going to be a very interesting night, to say the least, however, we do know that there's going to be a lot of big names coming to Raw next week, however, in Tampa, Florida, for the Raw Apparently, right now, we have a caller on the line with us, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to that, folks, let us bring in our caller right now. I believe uh, we've heard from this gentleman before, but let's uh, go to him right now. Call and state your name, where you're from. Hello. Yes, caller, state your name, where you're from, please. This is Mike from the South Hills. Yes, we were expecting to hear from Mike again from the South Hills, returning to the airwaves for the first time in a few weeks. Mike, uh, you got John, myself, Fonzie from your area as well. What can we help you with today? I want to know what the deal is. These, these NFL owners are money hungry going to an 18-game schedule. You know? Yes. That's yes. all it's about is money. 
Yes. Now the only well, I see the only good thing for season yes. ticket holders is they will yes. eliminate two exhibition games. But yes. eighteen games for players, I don't think the players are going to go for it. No, I'm, I'm, we'll we'll talk about that right now. If you want to stick around and hear our answer, uh, my yeah. thing about that is, and I've said this before in the past, however, both on and off air, I'm sure to just a lot of callers like yourself, however. I think the NFL owners, you're right, are greedy and money-hungry right now. I think taking two games out of the preseason is not enough, however. I think they should just eliminate the whole preseason altogether. They can have a month's train, get ready for the upcoming season. I think 18 games is way too much. And with all these networks like CBS, NBC, and Fox, however, wanting to go to that, however, it is way too much. Plus, you've got a new startup league coming up next year in the form of the XFL, which I've said before many times on this show and all of our shows here. It is going to fail. It is going to fail miserably because you've got cities like Dallas, Houston, Washington, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Seattle. It's just going to drop like a stone. John, would you care to well, elaborate yeah, a little o- bit more? And the other thing is, if you read the Post-Gazette today, they talk yes. about, you know, players are limited to 16 games. How do you sit out, like the Post-Gazette said, how do you sit out Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, what do you what what game do you have them sit out? I mean, this is a ridiculous. You, you, you can't. No, you're right. It is ridiculous. You can't do that because I mean, if you're, I mean, not to say if you're in a fancy football league, but I mean, the thing is, you want the big marquee matchups on your television. I don't care if it's Baker Mayfield versus Eli Manning. Hell, I don't care if it's Blake Bortles versus freaking Carson Wentz. You want a good quality matchup, and you want something appealing and sexy to sell your network and sell your basically home city base. I don't care if it's well, Pittsburgh, I, I, I don't did, care if it's I Philly, Dallas, I don't know. I mean, right now, I think the NFL is going to have to really, really just find a way to get through this. I think right now, how this is going to be the biggest, maybe most crucial season the NFL to date. They're already talking about the NFL replay rule. They've kind of uh, still wavering on that, and I have my opinions about that, and I think that whole NFL replay rule is just going to be bogus as can be. But as, like I said, if they go to an 18-game schedule eliminate, uh, and cut the preseason back to two, then I'm sorry, it's not enough. I just think right now they've got to cut, they just got to stay with the schedule they've got right now, 16 weeks, however, maybe go to 16 weeks and eliminate all the preseason again. John, would you care to elaborate, please? Um, yes, I would. Go ahead, please. Tell us. Um... Actually, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. That's all right. Uh, Fonzie, I know you have quite a bit to say about this issue. Please, go ahead. Well, way to look at what Mike said about Ron Cook and the post-exact. I'm reading yeah. it right now. The NFL yeah. went from 12 to 14 in 1961. Then from 14 games to 16 in 1978. Now the time to go to 18 is coming soon. Well, I got to say, no. Players not going to like it. You're going to rest your starters the last two games because they're done. They're going to meet nothing. They're going to division. Don't want to risk an injury going to the playoffs. I, I don't know how the playoffs. Well, here's the other thing. Yes. Here's the other thing. If you're in the midst of a real tight race, and your players have played 16 games, and you're going to sit down your stars because they've already played 16 games, this is a ridiculous way to go after this schedule, the way they're doing it. 
The, yeah. the point of the whole issue is the NF owners, NFL owners are nothing but a bunch of money-grabbing executives. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have more money than mm-hmm. God, and they want more. How much more do you want? And, and I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think any other leagues are going to fail. They, yes. These things are just off. Uh, yeah, they are. And, uh, and it's not only that, Mike. I mean, and Fonzie will back me up on this, and I'm sure Zon will too. The other thing that's really ridiculous, too, with the owners is they're also getting new places to um, play in new stadiums. I mean, take a look at the Raiders. They're going to Vegas next year playing in a $2 million palace. The Rams and the Chargers are playing also next year in a palace that's going to cost the state of California over $5 billion. Five billion with a B, and I'm sorry. Well, I think I think Las Vegas is a two billion dollar stadium, not two million. Yeah, Vegas. That's just what I just said. Vegas is two billion, but the Rams and Chargers is five billion. You look at St. Louis, however, they lost the Rams, however, because they couldn't even keep that team afloat. Now LA's trying to get. They got their new team, but the thing is, so you look at the Chargers, however, they had a chance, however, to stay in San Diego for the last five to ten years, even longer than that. The thing was, the reason why they left is because of their ownership led by Dean Spano and his son Alex. They could not pass the bill in that city to build a new stadium. And it's a shame. I'm sorry. Jack Murphy Stadium, no pun intended, was probably the biggest shithole stadium, part of my language, shithole stadium in all of the NFL. It was more of a baseball stadium than a football stadium. I mean, you can tell that to anyone. Now you look at places like in New York, you look at places like in, uh, like I said, L.A., you look at places in Seattle, hell, you look at down in Dallas. All in the last, like, five or ten years, all these teams either played in these teams like Texas Stadium, like Veterans Stadium, like, no pun intended to your stadium, John, as well, RFK Stadium, however, and now they're building these new stadiums, we're coming up with new stadiums, and it's all taxing the fans out there as well as everyone. Well, I, I would tell you this. If they yeah. wanted to build a new stadium in Pittsburgh, I'd, I'd vote against it right now. I'd vote against yeah, it right a, now. Yeah, a lot of people would, too, and I, I think a lot of people would agree with you, Mike, and I'm sure Fonzie would agree with me then, and maybe John would, too, because, yes, there are some polls with Heinz Field. I think the biggest problem was, Howard, they didn't keep a real stadium that was really one of the really good points are to host not only football, but for a long time baseball too. And we talked about what I just mentioned a little bit ago, and tomorrow would have been the 49th year that Three Rivers Stadium would have been built. Well, my opinion about Three Rivers was, let them go build a baseball stadium. They should have given Rooney the keys to to Three Rivers and said, do what you want with it. I like Three Rivers. I like Three Rivers. I like it better than Heinz Field. Yeah, a lot of people do, and, and you're 100% right. It's just, and they should have kept it, like I said, and just said, to, the, like I said, the Pirates, okay, here's your baseball stadium, go on the left side of our city, however, and build a stadium. No, they yeah. wanted to get in, however, involved. And you look at PNC and Hinesville, and I'm telling you this right now, and I think Fonzie may have heard this recently, or I heard this recently. I think in the next few years, you're going to see different names on both of those teams. They're already talking about changing the names on both those teams, because I think their lease expires with the current uh, name that they have under their state right. in the next Just remember, Hines is, Hines is no longer real big in Pittsburgh. You know, they're no, diversified all over the place. They're, no, exactly. You know, no. And, and the, the, only, the only thing that's left, mm-hmm. how, as far as maybe when it comes to stadiums with money involving a stadium, is a place like PNC Park, or even in this case, first uh, uh, PPG Paints Arena up there at the Console Energy Center up there in the north end of town. So there you go. Fonzie, uh, would you care to comment on that? Yeah, you know what? They're going to change the name soon on Heinz. It's not yes. going to be Heinz Field anymore. You know what's no. going to be? Uh. UPMC 
stadium. Because UPMC is going to yeah. take it over. Yep. I could see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah let me tell seat. you something. I think, that, I think UPMC should stick to health care and not get involved in putting their name on a stadium. When you look at the, what it costs to put your name on a stadium. Oh, yeah. They've had enough oh, controversy yeah. with the insurance You're, you're right. You're right. That, would, but, be, but, that yeah. would be a mortal sin. Yeah, I it would be a slap. To the, it would be a slap. You're 100% right, Mike, and, and I agree with you 100%. I, I think it would be a slap to the face, to the city. I think, it, I hate to say it, it could very well be that. And as far as PNC Park goes, I mean, that's still one of the best ballparks in all the big leagues. You can't tell me how there is not one bad seat in that stadium. You get 35,000 no, like people in the stadium. It's great. And like I mentioned earlier, the Pirates have got to turn it around now. Now, hopefully with this trip to St. Louis after what happened this week in Chicago, they'll start to turn around. Because I'll tell you right now, and I said it earlier, and Fonzie and John heard me say it too. If they do not turn it around by the end of this trip in St. Louis, you might as well just pack it up for another year. This is going to be tell you what. part of the week right here. You can tonight. pack it up for this year. They're not going to do it. I'm okay. sorry, they're not going to do it. This team. Well, I will. Well, let me ask it. you that. Let me ask you this, though. Okay, and and Fonzie and I and John talked about this. Bro, let me ask you this question: If the Pirates should make some deals, and I think they're going to, which player or players do you see being chopped off their list? Because I'm telling you right now, there's two names I'm looking at. I'm looking at Archer, and I hate to say this, I'm looking at Starling Marte, even though he's starting to turn it around lately. I think those two are going to be the first two that are going to be hacked off the list. I really do. And Cervelli is done because he'll not catch again. It's too dangerous no, for him to he, catch. He's, right. He he's said done. last Right. He he's said done. a couple weeks ago in that interview, you're right, he's done yep. catching. But now he's backtracking and saying, I didn't actually say that. I'm sorry. Make up your mind. Either you said or you didn't. The thing is, though, you've got no. two quality you know catchers in that system with Stallings and Diaz, I feel, that have a little bit of a bat and a good arm compared to Sarah Valley. Sarah Valley's just problem couldn't stay healthy. That was his problem. Yeah, Fonzie, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I... Well... It's it's not a fact. It's not it's not a fact. It's the truth because when they interviewed Cervelli, he was practicing for third base. Right. Yeah. So and he 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 wants to be a catcher. He misses it, but for no way. risk of injury, he's yep. gonna he's gonna be infielder instead of catcher. And, 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 He'll and, and, wind so, up a vegetable yeah. if, he, if he catches again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, take, we'll take a look. What, just take a look no. what happened last week with that catcher in Houston. That Angels uh, Astro game. We'll tell you the story right there too, because that was a brutal, brutal hit last week. It was one of the most yeah. ugliest collisions I've seen yeah. maybe in the last few years compared to the Buster Posey <laughs> injury. That was almost as bad as the Buster Posey injury I felt. John, would you care to elaborate on uh, what we've talked about so far? Uh, not really. Are you sure? Because, I mean, we're uh, kicking it around to you. I mean, you have some saying this, too, you know, by any means. Uh, yeah, not really. All right, well, if you want to, I mean, I mean, we're definitely opening the floor to you because you're always open. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Okay. Well, uh, Mike, before we let you go, do you have any other questions would you like to know, Howard? Cause we'll no, but I, I just will say once again and finally that I think the Pirates are done, and you can blame it on management the way they've put this team together. I'm sorry. Not Clint Hurdle, 
the guy does does what he can with what he's given to work with. You got to look at, you know, you can't keep taking your money up the Hidden Valley in Seven Springs. You know what I mean? No, 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 you can't. It's time to, I mean, it's time to really start opening up your wallet. And like we said yeah. for years, how the ownership is just a joke. I'm sorry. I like Frank Cooley. I am a Frank Cooley believer, but I do not like Neil Huntington because he reminds me so much of Dave Littlefield nope. telling you a bunch of crap. And yeah. like you said, as far as Bob Nunning goes, he tells you a bunch of shit from Shinola. So I'll tell well, you right now, I'm, he better turn around this winter. He has to turn around this I'm winter. I'm still not over them getting rid of Neil Walker. They should have never let no, Neil Walker go. No, that, that, was, that was one of the stupidest that deals they ever worse. did in the last ten yep. years. Bring yep. him, get rid of him, and then you bring in John Neese from the Mets. What did he do? <laughs> not a thing. John yep. Neese. He's bagging, he's bagging groceries. He's bagging groceries now, right. Or bartending somewhere. Right, right exactly, Fonzie. Yes. Mm. I'll tell you right now, Howard. You better this offseason. I say it every offseason, Howard. You better get a big name. Well, guess what? You have a big name right now that is doing pretty damn well. You better lock him up long term. But I'll tell you right now, the way it looks Who's right that? now. Josh, Josh Bell. Bell. Josh Bell. Yes, yeah. Josh Bell is they're one of not, your best. JD, they're not. But they're not look going to because Bob Benny will sell them for firewood. He'll sell them like firewood. They're, they're afraid to spend a buck. Yes, they're cheap. 100% correct. Yes, well, listen, 100% it was good correct. fighting with you guys. Well, we it's appreciate it. Definitely calling. Well, we appreciate you All calling, right. and we will definitely talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Mike from the South Hills of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen, calling in, and we do appreciate that, however, and uh, Fonzie, myself, and John definitely look forward to hearing from him, and again, as we said earlier, Mike, we definitely look forward to hearing back from you again. Uh, guys, uh, John, if you want to take care of the plug, anything else you want to discuss with Fonzie, go ahead. Chad said he might be here shortly. I will have to step out for a moment. I will be right back, guys. Okay. Hmm. Where are you at, John? I'm at Starbucks. You're at Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. You like Starbucks? Yeah. I like it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we hear you all the time at Starbucks. <laughs> Let's drink coffee and... Yeah. Yeah. No. No, mine was a green, uh, green tea, unsweetened. When what? I went to Starbucks, uh, unsweetened green tea. <laughs> no, they do have it. They do. I've never had their green tea. It's not, it's not that bad. It's pretty good. It's What's pretty that? Good. Uh, We're talking about Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a Starbucks guy myself, but I know a few people who are, though. Mm-hmm. Well, like I Including said, me. What's that? Including me. <laughs> Including you. Yes, you're definitely one of them, John. Well, like I said, folks, <laughs> next week, however, we're going to have an action. And I will be right back. I use the bathroom. All right, well, John had to step out using the facilities like I just did. Let's give you the number again, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 138744-POUND. This is episode 198, two episodes from 200, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, the Iceman, and, of course, the Heartbreak Kid joining us. As we said tonight, folks, be sure to check out on FacebookLive.com at 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, 
the human suplex machine will have a lot, and I do stress the word a lot to talk about, including AEW Fight for the Fallen. He will talk about Monday Night Raw. He'll talk about Extreme Rules. He'll talk about anything and everything under the news, ladies and gentlemen, and then some folks, you can bet it is going to be an action-packed Monday night, but it's always Halloween, you know, it is going to be very interesting to say the least. Now, I will be on the Chris Team Show with, of course, our good friend, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park, as well as his friends, including Chris Peeps, Shamir Blunt, Sir Smoke the Lot, however, DJ from Florida, Arcane, of course, uh, the Woken Jake Hudson, and the rest of the panel, however, just after 11 o'clock, but I was trying to make it on John's show as well. We're definitely going to have a lot to talk about. We still do not know what's going to happen tonight on Monday Night Raw. We do, however, have an update about next week's show, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as Monday Night Raw goes, however, and we can tell you that next week, however, the Raw reunion coming up. Here are some of the names you will see in Tampa a week from tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sergeant Starr, So Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, was Hulk Hogan from Tampa originally, uh, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, Big Daddy Cool, who just turned 60 last week, King Kurt Angle returning back to television, G.I. Joe himself, Sergeant Slar, the creepy little you-know-what tower, Captain Charisma himself, Christian, the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi, Eric Bischoff is going to be swinging by, even though he begins his first night at SmackDown tomorrow night. The Wolfman is celebrating a birthday, the mouth of the South City Heart. The Hurricane, yes, the Hurricane might be a comment. Sugar Shane Helms. Santino Morales is going to advertise for the show, as well as Jerry King Waller, Yvonne Dudley, Booker T, Xbox, Triple H, Road Dog, and a bunch of more people. So, folks, get ready. It is going to be a wild and crazy night, however, a week from tonight in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we can also tell you, of course, we mentioned last week, ladies and gentlemen, that Monday Night Raw was announced for September 2nd and 3rd in Baltimore, Maryland, and Norfolk, Virginia. Tickets will go on sale for that show, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday morning in Baltimore, Norfolk, for Labor Day and the day after Labor Day, September 2nd and September 3rd. While last weekend, folks, tickets went on sale for the SmackDown and Raw show in New York City. Yes, folks, the Big Apple in New York City. We're going to be going back to the world's most famous arena, MSG. Ladies and gentlemen, September 9 and 10. And folks, you can bet it's going to be emotional days. How are those days in New York? As Raw and SmackDown will be there right before the Clash of the Champions show, which will be coming up to you live, ladies and gentlemen, on September 15th, live from Charlotte, North Carolina. And speaking of Charlotte, we should be hearing very soon, however, from Ric Flair's neighbor and party time guy, as well as Cam Newton's, uh, let's just say, uh, assistant, however, if you will, Mr. Chad Hinshaw from Trinity, North Carolina. We will be hearing from him, hopefully, in just a short time from now. Go back to and speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to uh, ask where he's been, because he has just been on the island of peaceful men, shall we say, ladies and gentlemen. Let us welcome him in now, as he has joined us now, sneaking in, how with any intro music today, ladies and gentlemen. Let us bring him in now, as I know he is going to have a lot, and I do stress the word lot, to talk about here, including what happened this weekend in the Prediction Challenge, ladies and gentlemen, as well as his thoughts about AEW Fight for the Fallen, and yes, Extreme, he is the Paul E. Dangerously, ladies and gentlemen, of the bunch, ladies and gentlemen, believe me, however, he has a cell phone in his hand, a la Gordon Gecko, Michael Wall Street, however, whatever you want to call Michael Douglas, however, in Wall Street, ladies and gentlemen, let us join him now in very sticky, humid North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, as we say hello to him and welcome him this afternoon to number 198. I am mobile uh, right now at this time, of course, making my way through, through town here, so... Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step away by any uh, 
by by any chance uh, you don't hear from him, and that's that that is the reason why. Uh, but like I said, of course, uh, uh, going on a quick mobile thing, running a couple of last minute errands before settling down for the day. Of course, at WSHQ, and this is one of the first stops I got to make. So, ladies and gentlemen, for just a short minute, I will be right back. I uh, do have to step away here, but I'll be back here uh, momentarily uh, to give you everything else. Of course, as JD did mention here, so to speak. So I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, we will be looking forward to hearing from him shortly. However, hey, hey, J.D., he we, didn't talk, his we didn't talk about the last match of the evening. Yeah, we did. We, we did, did talk 12. about the, We did. We did it was only 12. About the, you said it was 13. Yeah, we did talk about the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah, we just mentioned Brock Lesnar. I'm going to talk about that when Chad gets back on. Don't worry. We're going to get into that. Uh. But right now, Howard, he's, right now, currently, he is booking... Uh, Stopping in his travel agency, Howard, looking to book his vacation at the island of beautiful men, shall we say. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, we're, uh, see, let's see if John has returned to the line back with us. John, are you back with us now? Yes, I have returned to the line. All right. While Chad is out, Howard, Chad said he would be back. Let's give you a weather forecast update, ladies and gentlemen, and let you know what's going on, Howard, in your neck of the woods. Starting off first in Front Royal. Today, it is mostly sunny and 89. Tomorrow, it will be raining 89. 93 and mostly cloudy Wednesday, but thunderstorms Thursday in 87. However, Friday will be warm, ladies and gentlemen, in 96. So, John, please be careful out there in Front Royal. It is definitely going to be a humid day, however, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, 96. However, 99 on Saturday, 95 in rain on Sunday. Next Monday, however, 92 in rain, however, and then 87 in scattered showers as well. So, folks, things are going to get heated up, to say the least. Meanwhile, here in Pittsburgh, let's give you the forecast for the next 10 days. Right now, it's 80. 105, 115, 120. <laughs> we wish. Uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, 83, 85 and scattered rain on Thursday. Partly cloudy on Friday, however, and 90, however. So, it's going to be okay. It's going to be a little rainy here for much of the week. However, uh, it's going to be 93 on Saturday, mostly sunny. Scattered rain, however, on Monday, Sunday and Monday, 91 and 88, and then 85 next Tuesday. But tomorrow and uh, Wednesday, 89, and then 82 on Wednesday, which isn't too bad with some rain. Of course, this might be the rainiest day of the week, but slight chance of morning showers on Thursday and 87. But then on Friday, Saturday, it's definitely going to be warm, 90 and 93. But then it slows down a little bit on Sunday and Monday and 90 and 88, however. So that's the way it looks right there. So that is what it's looking like right now. Meanwhile, in Charlotte, oh, yeah. Carolina, right now, okay, Chad is back with us right now. Uh, let's uh, get his weather in real quick, however, before we get to his thoughts about Extreme Rules and Fight for the Fallen. It is 91, partly cloudy right now. Tomorrow will be rain, 93 and 93 both days. 91 and rain again on Thursday. And 95 on Friday. So it is definitely going to be rainy all week down there in Trinity. However, Saturday will be 98 and rain, however. 95 on Sunday, however. And then 95 again on Sunday with a chance of afternoon showers both days. But today right now it is 90 degrees and partly cloudy. But tomorrow will be 94 and partly cloudy before it hits 97 on Wednesday, so definitely. Yeah, I'm going to melt down here. Yeah, it's definitely going to be warm, but uh, we'll get your uh, we'll get more of the weather forecast here, including Palmyra and Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, and Jacksonville, Arkansas, in just a few moments. But Chad, as we said, we have a lot to discuss. Fight for the fallen, extreme rules. A lot went down this week in Jacksonville and Philadelphia, and I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about it right now. So please 
go right ahead. Big balls. Yes, you know. Well, first off, I gotta say here, I just let me catch a couple, uh, some clips of. Of course, there was a, a big wrestling extravaganza this weekend. Of course, AEW's contribution Parker the Fallen, and also, of course, last night with WWE's Extreme Rules. Back for the Fallen, I, I, I uh, salute. Continue to salute. Everything, of course, that uh, Cody and the Young Bucks are doing, uh, fantastic matchups here all the way. Dynamite, that's the, that's the way the true wrestling fan wants to see it. Uh, uh, I give it uh, I give it uh, a five-star event yeah. if I ever see one. And like I said, you didn't hear that from Dave Meltzer. You heard it from Chad Henshaw, so there you go. Uh, so a, a true wrestling entrepreneur, if you will. <laughs> now, <laughs> otherwise, a great show nonetheless. Uh, and also here, ladies and gentlemen, Extreme Rules. Well, I wish I could say the same thing about it. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are being force-fed a diet of something extremely rough. That's uh, and it came in the form of what happened last night in the, fo- in the form of, of course, while Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch was monumental, and I do repeat, repeat, monumental, and fought their tails off against Baron and Lacey. What happened after, after at the end of it? Really, really, just kind of uh, screwed, a, screwed, a, screwed, screwed a lot of people over. Uh, yes, but but uh, but yeah, I mean because the thing about it is, was this truly uh, Paul Heyman's official first act? As part of the uh, hands of the overdose, you're trying to improve it, but they're not raw. My answer to that is if it is, then he's getting off to the most ugliest start I have ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't say sports entertainment. Any nobody here says sports entertainment. We say right. professional wrestling because that's yes. what it is. Far none, enough said. Anyway, my. But my per- my overall personal opinion. Yes. WWE Universe, the entire wrestling world, and most yep. importantly, most importantly, one of the greatest stars in the history of the WWE that has helped WWE keep their head afloat in the midst of this whole shebang between WWE and AEW, which is Seth, and I'll say it, freaking Rollins. I'm going to say it right there, bold as I've ever been bold. The man who's definitely, like I said, the right man, the whole, a very prestigious, what hopefully will be a prestigious championship, WWE, gets screwed big time by somebody who has to take the easy way out and, and, and once again hold on to that title and more importantly, and more even worse than that, hold that championship belt once again hostage like he has done before. Big time. Because yep. I got that. He, he has got a chokehold on it. He's got a fun grip on it. And I think this is on. Paul Heyman has that stroke. Paul Heyman has that power and all that. We don't see that belt leaving wow. Brock Lesnar's present anytime soon and all. And, and that's why WWE is going to more than ever going to suffer, they are going to sink, they are going, they've already hit the iceberg, they're just slowly sinking right now 
and it was ten times worse after what happened last night at Extreme Rules. <laughs> WWE is about the ship is about to go down. The only thing we're probably seeing now is the is is the, is the front end of it. That's all we're seeing. Brock Lesnar made that ten times worse last night, and and then and then make it even ten and make it even much worse than that. Brock Lesnar was not even scheduled to be involved in the match that earned him that opportunity in the first place. Right. He's got a free ride. He got a free ride. <laughs> so that way he can hold on to that goal and all that, because he's going to come up and say, oh, I never lost. I never lost the belt. Uh, yeah. Well, then, we're, then, 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 then Roman Reigns holding on to it, and uh, Seth Rollins and, uh, and holding on to it, Baron Corbin trying to get everything like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you didn't lose it. You didn't hold on to it. You weren't around. He did that and the other. That is a load of bull as a crock. That, I mean, Brock has been as nothing more. Brock is becoming nothing more, ladies and gentlemen. He may be tough, okay? He may he may be trained very very hard and wrestled some of the best in the business from WWE, MMA, whatever you want to say, UFC, whatever. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, right now. All that muscle he's got is coming from him doing way too much talking instead of fighting, which is his, that's been his MO the whole time since he's been back here, ever since he won that belt from Goldberg several years ago. That's all he's been. He's been nothing but talk, period. And, uh, and I am 100% dead serious about that. That show, like I said, had some great moments in it. We saw Kofi holding on to, to the WWE title. We saw, uh, let me see, we saw Nakamura pick up a very surprising win and get the Intercontinental title. We saw eight now we saw eight get the U.S. belt. I'm sure somehow the club was involved in that. Uh, uh, we saw New Day pick up the SmackDown tag belts. Uh, we saw the revival holding on to the Raw tag belts. Uh, we saw we saw some classic as if you're Bailey getting by both of them across and left the bridge. So I mean, we saw some classic. There were some great matches. There was some action there. We're not not down that for one sec, single solitary second. But like I said, uh, we're having a tough time for horns. Hold, hold, hold on, whoever has the music, turn that down. Oh, it's me. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Good. So, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's okay. That's all right. I didn't even hear it, so that's okay. I did, I'm sorry. Anyway, here, here's my here's here's my official take on, ladies and gentlemen. That show had a chance to be a success, a successful one for the WWE in a long, probably in a long, long time since they had a successful one. But it took one man and one ego to knock that down, and their names are Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They took that show down. I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened here. It spoiled the whole. It was a rotten apple that spoiled the whole bunch. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear this. Hear this from the big man right here in WCWS. As KD, John, and Fonzie as witnesses here, this show gets zero. Period. Because yep. that's exactly what happened. If it hadn't been for Brock, it would have had a chance. Pure yep. and simple. I'll be well, right back. Yeah, I'm like, I'm stop. You go right ahead and talk a little bit more. Okay. Well, like I said, we'll, 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 well, like I said, Howard, we'll definitely, we might have time, maybe, possibly, maybe, when Chad returns, to get uh, 
His thoughts, however, are, like I said, he like I said, he weighed in with his thoughts on it, but he is also going to let us know, folks, about a very interesting thing that happened, hopefully before the end of the show. But if not, we will definitely ask him about that. We'll definitely hear about it tomorrow night. Actually, he'll give us a preview of what to expect this week, folks. But as far as the other thing goes, like we mentioned how what happened last night with the trivia challenge involving that in AEW, we might have to wait till tomorrow night, but Chad will let us know this week what is coming up this week, Howard, including a very special, as we mentioned before, and we're going to mention it again, folks, we're going to have a very special historic episode in itself, ladies and gentlemen, coming up this Friday night. That's this Friday night, folks. Get ready to pop the champagne. Get ready to bring your appetite, Howard, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Danny from Oak Park, Hopefully, will be joining us, the Black Widow, GTS, John, hopefully you can make it. I know you usually don't do Fridays, but being a historic episode, hopefully you'll swing by this Monday or this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as well as Fonzie and myself, will be on with Mr. WCW, ladies and gentlemen, as we hit history in itself, folks. Yes, folks, history will be made, ladies and gentlemen, Friday night, episode number 700. And then, as we've said all along, folks, two weeks from today, that's two weeks from today, folks, from... End of July will be coming to a big, big historic date in itself, folks, as we will be hitting episode number 200. And before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, I see we have another caller on with us, ladies and gentlemen. I think we know who this is, so let us go to him right now. I believe it is our friend Tony from Shaler, PA, as he has a question today. So let's get to his question as we will take his question very quickly before we return to the line with Mr. WCW. So, Tony, we're so glad you could join us here as you got, once again, John, myself, and Fonzie. Uh, we're ready to answer your question today. What do you have for us today? Who's going to be on with you Friday night? I missed that. Uh, it'll be myself, it'll be uh, John, Fonzie might be by, uh, my, our good friend, my, our newest good friend, Howard, who's been with us the last few months, Howard, our good friend Danny from Oak Park, California, and the rest of our uh, radio uh, guys. Howard, we'll be hitting historic episode number 700 on the Friday Night Show, but here on Raw Radio, we'll be hitting episode 200, two weeks from today. Very good, very good. Okay. Yes. Uh, I got a problem with Brock Lesnar, he has no personality. If you're going to be the bad man in wrestling, you've got to have personality. He has zip. No, we've been talking about, yes, you're right. We've just been talking about that, yes. And after what Brock did last night, and after what Chad, myself, and uh, John said earlier, I think, and Chad said moments ago, I think it was a desperate, desperate ploy by WWE last night to give him back the belt. And as I said earlier, too, if I'm Seth Rollins right now, I know this whole thing with Becky Lynch being up in the air and lovey-dovey and all this that the last few weeks, but I'm telling you right now, if Seth does not get a rematch, and John and I, Fontaine, said this too, and I'm sure this as well, if Seth does not get a rematch in Toronto in four weeks and does not win that title back from Brock Lesnar, and Brock holds that belt hostage like he did the last time, Howard, then if I'm Seth Rollins, even though I'm one of the highest paid guys in the company, I'm walking out the door. I'm telling WWE to go stick it, and I'm walking right out the door. That's what I would do. But we're going to see what happens, though. How you it's doing, man? It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Good. I hear a lot of background noise, Jade. Yeah, John is apparently on his remote location at Starbucks down there in Far World. That's why we're having a little tough time. We always have a little difficulty hearing from John sometimes. But uh, do you have any other questions would you like to ask? Hi, Tony. How are you? Yes. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, hey, Tony! <laughs> what happened to the Pirates this weekend? Good. 
Well, I mentioned it. The Pirates really struggled this weekend, and I just said it moments ago. The Pirates have got to turn it around St. Louis this week. If they do not turn around, and I told this to Michael, too, if they do not turn it around in St. Louis this weekend, this season's over. Plain and simple. They should have made up at least, they could have had a chance to win on Friday. I mean, Archer pitched a good game on Friday, which I was really blown away about. Saturday, they did not look as sharp as I thought they were. They fell behind the eight ball early, and they couldn't catch up. Yesterday, they were leading at one point, and then again, they fell apart. Tonight, they're going to have to really turn it around St. Louis. The next three days are going to be the big story. And like I said, if they do not turn it around before they come home and face the Phillies in the cards next week, this season's over, and you're going to see the fire sale begin with players being dealt away. Plain and simple. Yeah, I, I think that I think you're right. This this is a big week for them. Otherwise, yes, you're going to see fun. some trading. Yeah, definitely too many injuries too. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, no, uh, oh no question. Yeah, I mean Francisco Cervelli being hurt for a while hurt them, and I think I mean he said, and I mentioned earlier, here's a guy who says he wants to keep catching. I mean he should just stay in the infield. We told this about talked about this with Mike Orler. I'll tell you another thing that's really hurt him. They're missing a guy like Jamison Taylor. Jamison Taylor is one of the few guys on this pitching staff that kept this staff afloat early in the season. They've got to get him back soon. If they don't have him back yeah. within this week, it's, it's over. Plain simple. It's all but over. I agree, J.D. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right, that was our yep. good friend Tony again from Taylor, Pennsylvania, joining us. However, we do want to thank him for coming online. See if Chad has returned to the line. Chad, are you back with us? Yes, I am. All right, we had Tony on the line there, uh, Chad. And I will let you have. Uh, and I will let you have. Uh, yes, I, I just, I just told, I just told John Howard. I, I, I know you have a lot to talk about. This is been a very historic episode. I know. Of so right now, let's go to you right now and let us know what's in tap for this week, including this historic episode, number 700. By all means, go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Eric J.D. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, quick remote here, of course, Raw Radio here, of course, for Monday, July 15, 2019. I get my dates confused. Sorry about that. <laughs> my brain is fried. <laughs> Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. Uh, just to let everyone know here, ladies and gentlemen, as J.D. did point out here, our big moment of the week, ladies and gentlemen, will be, yes, indeed, on this coming Friday, July 19th, we will hit historic number 700 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution, a live video feed once again from the Revolution Radio Facebook page. We will, of course, have a, hopefully we'll have the Black Widow and Danny from Oak Park alongside myself, uh, <clears throat> J.D. and Fonzie, of course, J.D. will have a remote from the Island of Beautiful Men. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, 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 okay. Anyway, like I said, we're going to talk about, of course, the uh, past uh, past 700 episodes of Revolution. Also, of course, and we'll get to hear from Michelle about what happened with AEW and, of course, Extreme Rules. And uh, so be sure to check that out, of course, this Friday, of course, 138055-pound. Also, don't forget all the other shows here this, this coming week here, indeed. Including, of course, uh, Wrestling Revisited tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, 139926. Outside the ropes, Wednesday at 6 30, uh, 141387 pounds. Wrestling Debate, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, 139925 pounds. Of course, also uh, tomorrow night's Revolution at 9 o'clock. I do believe, and, I, and I'll have to go back and check and let everyone know where the video feeds will be. I don't have my paper right directly in front of me. But, uh, <clears throat> but of course, like I said, Revolution also Wednesday night. Uh, as well, uh, I will tell you tomorrow night on Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about most, primarily all the matches from AEW Fight for the Fallen. We're going to go in order, ladies and gentlemen, just like with the events did this weekend. 
Also, Wednesday's edition of Revolution, we will spend the whole we will spend the whole night uh, talking about, of course, uh, extreme rules. Uh, and also Thursday on Wolfpack, we're going to move our SmackDown discussion to Thursday night on Wolfpack. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about with extreme rules coming up here, of course, Wednesday night. And we're going to we're going to, and we're going to be we're going to be able to fit all of it into one show. But of course, like I said, you know us. We do our best to bring you everything there is in the world of wrestling, here, folks. Uh, of course, Wolfpack one three eight five two one pound as well. So be sure to check all that out there. Indeed. Also, Power Hour this coming Saturday at, at six o'clock. Uh, one four one three six four pound. Of course, we're reviewing everything that went on in the radio network. Plus, Saturday's history and birthdays, and also, of course. Um, Wrestling news tidbits coming up from our friends at fourlevmania.com. Uh, but don't forget to check out, of course, our eBay, eBay store called Perpetual Uniquity, uh, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l-e-n-i-q-u-i-t-y. Of course, they have a lot of great stuff for sale there. Make sure to check that out. Internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. And also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, our, our Facebook page, Facebook group, of course, Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety just added Four new lists of DVDs, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, a big-time special going on right now. Every single DVD on that, in that, posted in that group, ladies and gentlemen, is worth $1. So be sure to check that out. Of course, that last time, what you want there, and get with us. And like I said, we'll definitely get that made, and we'll get that to you. All DVDs in great condition, personally inspected by yours truly, Mr. WWS himself, Chad Henshaw. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Be sure to check that out here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, there is, there, there is a, and that's, that's what I have on the flip side right now. I will be right back here to get my final thoughts here, of course, what will take place here on Monday Night Raw, uh, which, of course, will is going to try their best to get by after what happened, of course, last night. Hey, uh, but, but still... But I will be uh, back here momentarily, and, and so there you have it there. So let's go ahead and turn things back over to the man who, of course, like I said, has to hurry because he's got to get back to the island of beautiful men to rub some sh- suntan on the shoulders of some buff bod. Uh, the, <laughs> the Iceman, your <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. Yes, I will be returning to the island very shortly, and yes, we will uh, be uh, hearing from you your final thoughts here in a moment. Uh, John, you'll go first. Fonz, you'll go second. I'll go third, and then Chad will go last. Here, so John. First off, we don't know any matches yet tonight, but can Raw turn it around in Long Island Foley's hometown tonight? What are your, your rating and what is your uh, main event prediction? What is your rating for tonight? Well, I don't know what we'll see, but yeah. I will give it a 1.9. Yes. I think we might see a fatal four-way match or a battle royal to determine who will face Brock Lesnar for the title. Okay. And we will yep. definitely be looking forward to your Facebook video tonight at 11 p.m. Howard, you will have a lot to talk about, as we said. Uh, we will hear from you again later in the week and starting tomorrow uh, with our double shot on Tuesday. Enjoy your show tonight. I will try to get on tonight if I can, Howard. And if not, definitely tell the guys, Howard, I said hello. And uh, definitely encourage them to join our groups. However, we love to hear from them as well and get their thoughts as well. All right, all right, all right. All right, stay cool <laughs> out there. Be safe out there. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. The human suplex machine now leaving us a little early today, and that's understandable, so we will talk to him soon. However, Fonzie, you're next, my man. Can Raw rebound? Will they rebound is the question. What's your take tonight? They should, but uh, like we said, every every week on Monday, 
Yep. It's going to be a shitty, shitty caca show. Yeah, uh, they are. It, it's almost two hours, actually three hours away. And yeah, it's almost, it's almost you know three hours away. Uh, you telling me they did not put any matches together? Not yet. It's almost not. It's gonna it, three hours of the live show is gonna be on soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You telling me that they can't? You know, they telling me they can't? You know, put the matches together. Mm-hmm. You gotta wait oh, I know. an hour before the freaking Monday Night Raw comes, and then I know. they will say put on a shitty show. Yeah. You're gonna start out with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Not. That's Probably. what's gonna happen. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Then your main event is going to be Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the number one contender against for Brock Lesnar. That's what's going to happen. All right. I, I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I will surprise you. It's going to it's going to be one one four because one of four. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go one five, and I'm going to say the same thing you did, however. I'm going to kind of lean in the same boat you are. No question about it. And if you could stick around after the show, I appreciate it. I needed to just tell you something. It's nothing real major, but I just needed to tell you. No, no, that's let's okay. See, yeah, let's, yeah. let's see if uh, Chad is now uh, returned, however, with us once again. Chad, are you back with us? Okay, Chad, is still, Chad is still <laughs> out. Okay. We do want to yeah. thank, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, however, of course, our callers, Tony and Mike, today. We hope to hear from them again next week. Folks, we, next week, however, we'll have a real good show for you, of course. We'll get you set up for SummerSlam a little early. We'll give you our thoughts, however. Also, we'll talk a little bit about some football for the first time since February, folks, as we will be talking about the upcoming NFL season. We'll have a lot to discuss next week. Uh. camps just around the corner, however. So, folks, that will be very, very interesting to say. Please be sure to check that out. <clears throat> Next Monday, episode number 199 is going to be very historic. And then two weeks, as we said, from tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen, we will be having episode, however, number 200. So, folks, it is going to be a very interesting show to say the least. And say the least. It's going to be very interesting to say the least. Now let us return and see if Mr. WCW has returned back to the airwaves with us. Is he with us? Hmm. Apparently not. Well, we can tell you right now, we do have a little bit of baseball action going on right now and a, de- uh, a game right now. And right now, it is the top of the 18th, eighth inning. I almost said 18th. I meant to say 8th inning. It <laughs> is the San Francisco Giants 17, the Colorado Rockies 2 right now. 17-2? Yep. Yeah. Am I hearing that right? Seven. You're hearing that correctly. Two? Yes. The Giants jumped up for five shit. runs in the first inning and three and seven more in the second. At one point, however, after five innings, however, it was thirteen to nothing. Thirteen nothing. After five innings. Yep. <laughs> but right now the Rockies are getting bombarded here in the last of the eighth, seventeen to two. But tonight we got the Dodgers and the Phillies playing. We got Tampa Bay, of course, playing New York. Detroit, Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, Cincy, Chicago, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Chicago, the White Sox, and Casey, Austin, St. Louis, and San Francisco, and Colorado. This is a day-night doubleheader. Uh, Joe Musgrove will be starting for the Pirates this evening, apparently. Yep. The Pirates enter yep. the night tower. 
of course, four games below 500. Of course, they hope to get back, as we said, Howard, hopefully Francisco Cervelli this week sometime, as well as Gregory Polanco. But they will not have, however, Eric Gonzalez or Kino Kila for the rest of the year. Of course, they were transferred to the 60-day DL over the weekend, so that means they're done for the year. And Stephen Barrault was just put on the DL for the next two weeks, so apparently he is going to be out of action, however. So that kind of hurts the Pirates a little bit in their pitching. Hopefully, as I mentioned earlier, we'll have back in the rotation this week at some point or next week, possibly Jameson Taylor. They do need him healthy. We'll see what happens there. Now let's see if Mr. WCW has returned to the airwaves as we're going to be wrapping up things shortly here with five minutes to spare. Is he with us again? Nope. Well, he said he was coming. I mean, we got to be patient here. Like yeah. I said, we're going to try to get him. Hopefully he can... Yeah, he, you know what? He forgot, he forgot our match. Wednesday night. Well, we're, well, we're, we're going to talk about we'll talk about that, of course, uh, later. That we're going to mention that tomorrow night. He forgot. Like said, yes, but we will discuss that <laughs> tomorrow night, Howard. And as Fonzie's pointing out, folks, there is a match upcoming this week, Howard, on one of the shows between Fonzie and myself, Howard. And Fonzie, of course, uh, getting prepared for that match, if you will, and has to be ready for that match, Howard, now. Because apparently after what happened the other I'm night... I'm not Howard, losing my 24-7 again. Right? What? Well, we'll You're not see. taking an offer of me for again. <laughs> I got a back well, offer you. <laughs> yes, but you might just lose it again. You never know. Of course, the, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, that's going to be interesting to watch, folks. I mean, as you know, of course, a lot of people are talking about what happened. Of course, if you will, I'm just uh, checking some videos out right now, and we're uh, waiting for the return of Mr. WCW himself, Howard. Yeah. And this is pretty cool. I'm just watching this funny dog video right now, Howard. It's pretty cool. It says, Socks and lights at home gives guilt trip, however, and it's pretty cute. Oh, like oh shit, I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just hate this hot weather. Yeah, but it's going to calm down after tomorrow, I think. I know. Let's see, let's see now, however, if, uh, like I said, we're. Uh, Is our boss something. back on again? Yeah, we're going to try again. Yeah. Shall you back with us? <laughs> oh. Nope. I think well, he's taking a I think he's taking no, a dose. No, 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 he, no, he, he, <laughs> said he, he said he had to do something that was important for his work. That's understandable. He'll be back with <laughs> us soon. Know. So we're, we're going to try to get back with him here soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the night's in the city. Uh, so boring. I know, it's one of those days, you know. Fuck. <laughs> they were talking, uh, NFL, NFL Live on ESPN, they were talking about AB and, uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw LeBron. That. Well, yeah, well, next, well, next week's going to be interesting. Next week, however, we're going to have a lot. Well, next week, however, we're going to talk about the upcoming season. We're going to talk about what uh-huh. we think. We'll break down the divisions. How we're going to break, like I said, like I said, like I said, we're going to be uh, talking about next we're week. We're going to win the division. Yeah, we're going to talk about we, each If we stay season. healthy, we're going to win the division. We're going to talk about the, yeah. We're going to talk about next week, of course. Each divi- we're going to talk about the four divisions. We're going to talk about each New England. Division. You can you can give them their title because uh-huh. Miami stinks, Buffalo's terrible, 
And the Jets are much better. Well, like I said, we're going to talk about this next, like I said, we'll mention this next week. Yeah. We are also going to talk next week a little college ball, if you will. And I think Chad's finally back with us now. So, Chad, we welcome you back, I believe. And now we are going to in our, that's right, uh, we were, John, Fonzie and I gave us our ratings. We have no announcement as far as predictions go. But uh, let's go to you with the final thoughts mm-hmm. as far as Raw today goes. Can Raw rebound? <sighs> After what we saw last night, all I can say is it's going to be all the hope and the prayer. Because, like I said, this is Paul Heyman's, I guess, official first. Guys, I dropped my phone here and I'm driving. Uh, hang on a second. No problem. Take your time. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, like I said, that we're going to have to officially see Paul Hammond's first act we've ever seen on Monday Night Raw. And I'll tell you right now, after what happened last night with Extreme Rules, he's off to a very stinking start. Uh, I say, I'll say right now, they start building up right now. And JD, me and you both put it best. Well, me and you both put it best. They're going to start building up right now to have a match between Lesnar and Rollins at SummerSlam for that belt. And if they don't do it now, or they don't do it at all, yep. then I see Rollins walking. Yeah, agreed. No question. And I even said that to MLD earlier today. I said that's the same thing. Yep. So, but um, do we know any matches that's supposed to take place to your knowledge? As of now, there have been no matches listed whatsoever uh, again. The Fonzie versus the Belch. Okay. <laughs> no, there you go. Uh, there you, go. Uh, anyway, uh, you know what? Uh, based, on, based on the match that took place last night, I'm going to say, and this, this, this is just a shot in the dark here, of course, as always, I'm going to say Roman versus Drew. Okay. And my rating for this, yep. and I'm basing this primarily off of what they're working with from last night, which is not yep. that good at all. Yep. And I don't know if anybody's ever gone this low, but unfortunately, I don't have really a choice. Yep. 1.4. Well, you and Fonzie might actually having the same number. Fonzie said one four as well. I said one five. John said one nine. He thinks it's going to change. We'll see. We're going to see, folks. But like I said, time will tell. Folks, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens here coming up tonight. I do want to thank, of course, again, Tony and Mike, of course, from Pittsburgh for calling in. I want to thank Mr. Dozier Chad himself for coming on the line as well as John Gross. Of course, you can see our historian, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and most of all, everyone out there as well, you, the public. Folks, that is a wrap here, as we say, however, here on Raw Radio. And folks, it is going to be interesting, to say the least, however. Like I said, however, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week with episode 199. 
Folks, try to enjoy Raw if you can tonight in Mick Foley's hometown if you can. And definitely, we will be talking more about that later this week, folks, and next week as well. So, folks, get ready for it to be a very historic day two weeks from today. And, of course, next Sunday, however, for the final part of the 190s, however, we'll have a big celebration. And then two weeks from today, we're having a bigger celebration as we exit June, July, and begin August, the final month of the summer. So, folks, we will talk to you next yeah, but uh, we're uh, going to talk about this, uh, like I said, yeah. tomorrow night, Fonda, so we're not going to discuss it now. Okay. But, folks, okay. we will have a lot to talk about tomorrow night, folks. Get ready for what should be an action-packed week once again, starting, of course, with Revisited and, of course, Revolution, followed by, of course, ending the week in a big-time party celebration Friday night with episode 700 as far as Revolution goes, and then, of course, Saturday night as well. So, folks, we will talk to you again next week at episode 199 from Ringside in Tampa, where Raw Revolution, however... Rewind will be taking place in the sunshine state of Tampa, Florida. It should be a very interesting night. Folks, as we said, we'll talk to you again later this week. We hope you enjoy the rest of your evening as well. So, for Mr. W.C.W. Chad Hinshaw, for uh, the Human Suplex Machine, for the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside. We also want to say, again, thanks to Tony and Mike for calling in. We'll talk to them hopefully again next week and all of you later this week as well. And next week here at episode 199 for Raw Radio. And as we take you out tonight, Howard, we're going to have a little fun with this one, Howard. It's the Champs with Tequila. And I think everyone's going to like this tune, Howard. So we will talk to you again next week, Howard. Enjoy the rest of your Monday night. Be safe and be careful out there this week with the heat and humidity. We will talk to you soon. And we will talk to you on the flip side. So for now, for the Human Suplex Machine, along with Mr. WCW and the Heartbreak Kid, this is JD the Iceman saying so long from ringside. And we will talk to you soon. And now, here are the champs closing us out tonight with a little tequila as we say goodnight to you here on this Monday night.
See you next week, gang.